And we're back. It is Des Moines and Fallout episode two. We're still here. It's still quarantine, but but we have games to play. So, uh, yeah, uh, I know things are weird right now, but we just want to quickly say if anyone's been up to anything or just uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, today, uh, the most exciting thing that happened is I uh, I ordered a dress form a couple weeks ago. It was delayed of shipping because of COVID, and yeah. uh, it finally arrived today. And so I spent the day uh, making uh, padding the dress form so that it looked like me, which was nice. uh, deeply humbling and a uh, little bit horrifying. And uh, I'm gonna maybe uh, lose some of that COVID fifteen uh, now that I see it on the dress form. <laughs> uh, but I did start some pinning and draping, so it works, and I'm really excited to do a bunch of sewing with that. Uh, but I maybe was a little bit uh, generous uh, in my measurements at points just uh, for my personal ego. So, but <laughs> that finally showed up um, and it's kind of sad, but that's really the most exciting thing that's going on. Uh, I'm back at work, which is weird. Uh, I'm taking <laughs> several of my coworkers have uh, kind of a quiet bet of, I don't know, are we going to close down again? Uh, so that yeah, that's been a rumor everywhere. Right. Yeah, they reopen and then they think, oh, maybe we'll reclose. And then it just gets worse. But then they don't close. It's and... just I can't. Yeah. Nobody, nobody knows. That's the hard thing is like literally there is no answer and nobody has a guess. But it's like anything that, you know, if you interact with kids at all, like when school starts, when school starts, it's like this is a nightmare. Uh, yeah. Especially I... in Iowa. It's like I know so many people who are teachers where it's like they literally just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I can't imagine, you know, kids are the are not very clean. So, right. I yeah. had I interacted with four kids the other day and just that like 5 minute interaction was like, "Oh my god, this is a horrible idea." Like, yeah. they can't go into like places like they in and, that like 4 minutes, they touched literally every surface. Oh yeah. And like I get that, you know, supposedly they're less likely to get it, but it's one of those things where if you put all the kids together doing all the bad things, they're less likely everything. to get it. <laughs> it isn't going to matter when you've got hundreds of kids. And it's, right. yeah, I don't, it, I don't know. Just, it's going to be weird. They're I, sniffling. I, they're like touching everything. And then they're like, and it's like, how did you touch that wall? Like, who would think to touch that wall, let alone to clean it? Like, we're cleaning everything. And it's like, man, I, yeah, no, it's, it was a kind of a sobering moment of like, holy shit, this is, this is not going to work. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think everybody has like major respect for all educators at this point. Right. Oh, and yeah. People who work with them because it's like, oh my goodness, I, Oof, this yeah. is going to be an just interesting, it, interesting moment. It's been a weird year yeah. and it's just going to keep getting weirder. Right. Um, Throw it out, try again. Later. Yeah. What's that? Uh, the curse of an interesting life. Uh, I think that's kind of where I'm at right now. Where it's like, man, remember boring? Boring was great. Right when nothing like this was happening. Nobody <sighs> was getting black bagged. Uh, there was no federal right. police anywhere doing weird things. Weird Gestapo-esque yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Brazilian history, uh, there's a lot of that in. Uh, that particular period of Brazilian history where like, there was a military dictatorship and it's kind of interesting uh, being a dual citizen 
right now uh just because yeah it's that's going well for everybody right now yeah uh interesting times yeah everything is great but i I have a dress form so (laughs) so it's not all bad yeah yeah My, my life is just netflix and video games and working Oh my god, did you guys watch The Old Guard? Uh, No, but I've been told many times by people to watch it, so I I may need need to watch it. The what? It's it's a movie or a TV show? Oh, it's a movie. Okay, Uh, that's good. I'm so attracted to Charlize Theron, it's painful. Like, she's so stunning, but it's also really great, uh, and I actually, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's a little bit just kind of dumb action-y, but also, it's the smartest dumb action movie I've ever seen. Okay. I, uh, I just added it to my list on, on Netflix. It's, so. it's super fun. It's super fun. But I will give it a shot. That's the old guard. Apparently it's based on a comic, but it's not one that I've heard. Um yeah, major thumbs up. It was really good. Uh if that's nice. if that's if that's what you're into. Uh smart smart dumb action movies with uh Charlize Theron. Uh no. Yes. I mean sorry, there it is. Like, yeah, that's all you need to know. But Right, you hit the hit the high points. Yeah, that's that's what it that's really what you need to know to, to enjoy it. But no, it was really, really good. Uh, that's that's all. Yeah, that's the Netflix that's been happening. Cool. I mean, yeah, it's my days are blurring where I feel like I'm getting a lot of things done, but then also nothing done because, yeah, right. it's been quite the summer. What is time? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anything interesting in your world, Chris? Uh, well, um, no, working hasn't stopped for me. Uh, so that's still going on. Uh, my uh, boss actually found out about this podcast and he listened. So, uh, boss, oh. how are you? Uh, I nice. hope you enjoy the content. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, that was a thing. Um, I also is he, is he caught up on Tidefall? I think he was starting to binge it, but he hasn't. Uh, I haven't been in the office or seen him to ask exactly how gotcha. far. Gotcha. Okay. Oh nice. So, well, hi, Chris's boss. Right. <laughs> Yeah, what was funny, even went so far as to make a, a group chat on Teams for everybody that played D&D in the oh. office. So there's like four of us. Like, oh, by the way, here it is. Tidefall, that's the one you're in, right, Chris? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I mean, no. Hope you enjoy it. See, I, I've mentioned the podcast to a couple of my coworkers, but if one of my coworkers happened to find it and asked me, like, oh, yeah, Jeff, you're in Tidefall, that would just, that would be quite a surprise. Right, it's kind of a curveball. I, uh... Last like year. it's really cool, but it's also like, oh, what have I said that I may or may not have wanted? <laughs> right. Like it, it's it's your that weird sucks, balance right? of <laughs> like you've, you've talked right. about it. all of your coworkers are horrible, right? I think you've mentioned that before. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Ethan's uh, my husband, uh, Ethan. His aunt organically found the podcast and listened to it before even Tidefall started. So she she was a. Uh, a Des Moines and Dragons fan before. Wow, that's that's cool. cool. It was really funny when we we found that out. But beautiful. I don't think any of my coworkers listen, but just in case, hi. <laughs> Hello, coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, mom. Yeah. If you're listening, I don't know. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Any anything else? Or we just um, want to get going. Yeah, let's, let's just get going. Okay, cool. We will. Uh, we'll be right back, and we will start the episode. So, see you soon.
to hear about Steve, no, the naked mole rats guy. Hey, hey, everybody shut up. My favorite radio show is on. Hey there, folks. It's the coolest radio DJ in the heart of the snow-ridden wasteland. Me, Mr. Midwest, and here's the news. Rumor has it a ghoul and her robot have come through the town of Comango and set up shop as the town doctors. So if you have the caps, and a lot of them, go see them sometime. Oh, and make sure you don't miss the nurse they have that's also a Securitron. But hey, besides being a nurse, that robot helped clear out an attack of mole rats at the bar in town. And I hear Dr. I think Midge was her name, healed up the more egregiously wounded. Seems like there's a couple of heroes in our midst. I know I look forward to hearing more of their tales. And once I know them, so will you. So stay tuned to Mr. Midwest. Des Moines and Fallout, Episode 2, House Calls. exactly where you were but you were getting just getting cleaned up at the mechanic shop sully's all good to go and then you heard that iconic deathclaw scream from somewhere else in town what do you guys do what's hides because you definitely have heard these things before right you're travelers of the world Mm -hmm. um midge hears that sound and she just ducks behind the nearest like bar or whatever, like, stool that she can find. And she's okay. just like, oh, shit. Okay. I'm out. Midge is, Midge is done. Uh, and I think, like, Sully definitely goes with, uh, because, you know, I think uh, while he's on the road with Midge, you know, we've seen caravans get ripped apart and things like that. So I think uh, when Midge goes to hide, Sully goes with, and I don't know, maybe they're they're near a diner and grabs a like a tablecloth and throws it over himself yeah awkwardly like hovering like way above the bar so it's like super obvious that he's there but like (laughs) doing the the covering up the bird but you're covering up the teeth the television yes yeah yeah okay cool so you guys are in this this building and you hear you hear the screams you know of the of the death claw and he's not like at your building he's somewhere you know maybe a block away he's 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 not right close so after that initial like scare of like Deathclaw and you realize it's not banging on the front door to the shop, but you hear yeah. noises outside. What do you guys do? That initial shock is gone. What next? I think Midge kind of like pushes Sully out from behind their hiding spot and she's uh Hey Sully, go go poke your head out and see how well, are you gonna get out of this? You know that's so a Deathclaw there, right? She, yeah, I think she just kind of like pushes him towards the door, like go, go check, go see. How are we gonna get out of this? All right, all right, all right, all right. So, uh, he very like gingerly like leans his as gingerly as his hulking frame will allow to yeah. try to see. Still covered window. in a tablecloth. A hundred percent. But like the tablecloth is like draped a little bit, so like you can see a little bit under the bottom. Yes. Like we see the eye poking behind the tablecloth. 100%. As if you were seeing through the screen's eye. Okay, cool. Absolutely. 
So, and it, do you have like a specific personality that is out right now? Uh, I think it's just his default, like Chicago street tough. Okay, cool. So you you approach the door uh, to look out, and are you are you like going to like a window where there's blinds or something, or are you like cracking open the door? What's what's where where do you, where do you go? I think he's uh, you know because of the way I imagine this is you know very similar you know if you think like New Vegas or even uh, well even Fallout Four even like the the sides are blown off, and if they are there, there's like just the tin roofing that got thrown up to the side, maybe a little bit of yeah. wood. So there's yeah, walls aren't necessarily secure. So, right. so I think there's enough of this like gap in the wall between boards where he can kind of see out, but he... okay. cool. And, and maybe what we see is the camera pans to the outside and there's this crack and we see the, like we see your, you know, television, like approach the crack and then the camera is going to like spin around to see what you see. And uh, I'm going to roll a D100 roll just to see in general what's happening. And I know what, what it means. And then I want you to roll me a perception check. Perception check. Um, and I need to set it up on my end. Let's just make it... I'm going to roll a D100 and then I'll determine difficulty based on that. Okay. So a 51 straight down the middle. It'll just be a difficulty to check. Okay. So I'm ready if you are. And rolling. What will happen? Okay, so you got uh, a net result of two advantage, so zero successes. So that means unless you want to spend the story point to like buy a success, you will have failed on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to spend the story point or hold that off until? The How many do we? We, we have, have two, two currently, yeah, right? Two story yeah. points, and there's one jam story point. There's a little bit less because we have a smaller player group. Right. Uh, I say spend it. Why not? Yeah. yeah well, let's let's spend it. Let's prime that pump. Okay. So you spend a story point, you buy a success. So you've got one success and two advantage. So I guess first off, what what does the advantage mean? And you're going to see whatever is going on. So I think the advantage is like, you know, Sully's kind of a bumbling oaf when it comes to things that require a more delicate touch. So he actually successfully manages not to knock the wall off. He still does have a a bed sheet on his head. (laughs) To be fair. Um, so I think like he is able to approach the wall. He hasn't knocked over, wrangled any cans or anything, uh, and just gets into a, a good position to look out of the crack in the wall to see what's going on. Okay. So you, you stick your head in the crack and the, the death claw is at a distance, probably, you know, half a block down and it's standing at the, and it's essentially, and the reason why everything sort of congregates here, the, the command go. Uh, bar is at the very edge of town, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the first thing that creatures or things will see in the distance. So, and it's got you know that like crumbled sign that's like probably half destroyed, um, hanging above, but that's it's still up there. So that is somehow it's almost like it's a beacon for things. I don't know why a bar decided, you know, it's it people find it, but also creatures in the world find it. So right. currently, this death claw is outside the the command go, and it's currently like pacing around it's like it it's it sees something inside but it can't quite get inside um the doors look closed and boarded up and currently every, everyone in the, the street is empty right if there was anyone on the street this because the creature's looking at the building but he's also looking around trying to find what's going on and there's a moment where you think that it may have looked in at you but really it's just looking around and it happened to glance in your direction 
<laughs> but currently, it, it clearly saw someone go into the come and go, or the command go, and is trying to get at them because he's either hungry or looking for something. And that's that. What do so, you do? So I think Sully, like, trying to crack a joke. So he goes, well, on the plus side, the, the thing's not carrying a fat man launcher, so that's pretty good. <laughs> um... For those of you that don't know, that is a slingshot gun that shoots nukes. Um, so a little less... like, shut, shut the hell up, because <laughs> the next thing we're going to see is it's going to pull one out of its ass. I so think, I think you're probably right. How dare you? <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it looks like it's just patrolling around near the command go bar. Is there a back entrance to to the building that we're in? Uh, the building you're in, I mean, like. Like Sully noted earlier, things aren't necessarily put together properly. So there's probably not like there's a, a back, back door, way out. but there's probably like, yeah, there's some there's some panel that's kind of loose that, you know, as you're looking around. Yeah, you, that's definitely a thing. Uh, so she kind of so Midge kind of like go, walks up to kind of where where Sully is. It kind of peeks her head around uh, around Sully uh to see kind of where the the death claw is um it doesn't look like anybody's like trapped or like immediately in danger like it's not like actively murdering anyone correct yeah it's not like currently stepping yeah. over a body no one's running away from it it's just it, no someone massacre. must have run into the bar and it's now trying to get at its prey which is inside the bar so she kind of like leans over like pokes her head out uh assesses the situation she's like okay buddy uh, we can either A, stick around, see if it hurts anybody, but not kills them, uh, hide here, uh, and see if we can get some money out of this, or B, we can get the fuck out of town, go out, run like cowards, uh, live another day. How, how you feeling about it? Well, uh, the way I- Or we could, or we could, you know, how you feeling about fighting it? Do you want to go and, like, you know- Poke, poke the the death claw. See what happens. I, I think I think when you when you mentioned fighting it, the the mechanic that was working on Sully, he like quietly sticks his head out from behind whatever you know piece of machinery that he's hiding behind. He's like, I, you 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 might fight that thing. What? Oh no, nobody said anything about fighting. Nobody did. I have a scalpel. What have you got, buddy? So it's, it's all you at this point. So. Go nuts. I'm going to be right here. Oh. <laughs> and, and yeah, I think he just like ducks back behind again, whatever machinery that he's hiding behind. That's what I thought. Freaking me. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, we on our travels here from uh, Chicago, I think it was, uh, you know, we, we saw a lot of those uh, death claw after aftermath so i'm not opposed to uh making a hasty exit i may be a robot but i'm no moron perfect brainless speaks truth once again let's get the hell out of here so i think midge like kind of i'm assuming it like roars in the background yeah, and it, like it, I, it, that's the cue yep at some point yeah it, it it's roaring at something maybe he's trying to intimidate someone or just trying to make noise who knows but yeah a roar happens Sorry, simple village folk. We're we're gonna GTFO. So I think we like head towards the back and see if we can kind of sneak 
uh, quietly back onto the road in the opposite direction. I, uh, I think before Soli like backs away from the wall, he's like, "Oh, well, thing only has one arm. I'm gonna call it. <laughs> I'm gonna call it Stumpy." Uh, real quick, before we get too deep into other roles, I do need Sully to make a check for me. Oh no, um, Sully. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna uh, bump into a wall. Oh, 100%. So, Sully, you're gonna roll me a discipline check. Discipline check, okay. And it's difficulty three. Alright. Ready on your end? Yep, yeah, I'm good, sorry. Alright, here we go. Okay. So that is a net failure. No no advantage, no disadvantage. It's just everything zeroes out. Nothing. So uh, what that means is, so when you first saw this creature, uh, just the the sight of it, uh, you know, terrifies you. Uh, you know, you may be, you may be a, a fighter, but you do know what those things do. So what that means is, is you're going to get a black dice on uh, pretty much all of your checks until the end of the encounter. So deep in your programming yeah, the, deep, like the yes, ones and zeros like and it's like uh yeah must must evacuate <laughs> when you're end, if you could game. yeah uh if you could just add the black on your end of the okay. um dice pool near the top and then that'll just add it automatically to all the rolls we do done cool uh so and then yeah so what do you guys do you, you want to leave but you know, the war happens, you know what you want to do, but what do you actually do? Does the the guy hiding, the mechanic guy, is does he have any opinions about it or is he just kind of hiding? I mean he, 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 he he's just hiding. Uh okay. and I you know, if you guys are talking about, you know, leaving, he's just it, abandoning his poor soul. Yeah. I mean Yeah, he's see as as you guys start talking about leaving, he's like, but I mean I I mean I know, I know you mentioned you were well, if you're not going to fight, we would be useful in the aftermath. But yeah, sorry, yeah, we're I, out. I, I, but you're you're doctors, right? Midge ignores him and just kind of heads like, like crouching, like kind of heads straight towards like kind of where there's like a crack in like the back wall where she can kind of sneak through, and she kind of holds a board back and she looks uh, out through the back wall. Uh, just checking to see if it's the coast is potentially clear or if there's like any cover out the back way that maybe like we could continue to hide uh, and maybe escape the the notice of the the death claw, oh. the one armed death claw. And I think while that's Stumpy. going on, Sully looks at the guy. Look, doctors do better when there's actually someone to save. Do death claws leave half alive victims? Uh, Didn't I, think so. I. I, I yeah and he he just he's like he says like a few half words and then just sort of like slumps the corner like yeah he knows what you what you're getting at we're out peace bye okay and then midge yeah midge kind of motions for for sully like come on let's go out this way okay roll me a stealth check i'll just make who do you want to roll that or uh hold on one sec doesn't matter both. I'm, try I'm trying to see both. if there's anything special this thing has for like finding people or something like that. I don't think it does. It's got keen senses, I... so it ignores blacks on perception checks, but that's it. Okay. So, yeah, roll me a. I'm just really dedicated to uh, Sully still having this bed sheet. Like, oh, imagining it like caught on like a hook somewhere, so it's just like draping behind. Like, <laughs> it's stuck in its like in the upper wind. compartments. Just. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like it. Um, yeah, okay, so you're gonna be rolling at me a stealth check. It's going to be 
Uh, this thing's got a cunning of three, so it'll be difficulty three. But I'm going to give you a blue dice because you're going out through the back door. I think that just mm -hmm. makes sense um, to help, you know, give you some advantage. Because, again, it's not just looking for you. It's, like, in town. Mm -hmm. So there's uh, other meat bags for exactly yeah. for it to go after. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anything else you want to do on your end to help turn the tides or are you just going to head out? Is That's it both of you it. or are you going out first? Try to find like a path because Sully is not the most dexterous of creatures. That's fair. Uh, no, I think I'm just like, uh, so I'm holding the board back so he can get through. Like, so there's a space big enough. Okay. Uh, and I think I'm just going to like try and like head for like the nearest piece of cover and just try and do, you know, duck between Go each, bit by bit. Okay. Like, yeah, now, bit by bit. And just eventually be able to do that because again, he's standing upright and there's not, you know, seven foot tall. I think know. it'd be really funny for him to try. I mean, you could try. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's gonna try. Okay, cool. uh, I'm just at, at a certain point. Like once we get far away, like I'm just gonna start running. Okay, cool. So, so first things first. Roll me a stealth check. I've got it set up on my end for the purple or the blue dice and the purple. Okay, rolling. Ooh. And that's so that is a that is a failure. So God damn it. Uh, and maybe and I you know it's kind of up to you guys. Is it? Did you make noise, or was it Sully that made noise? Because uh, the one that was kind of like taking charge of the situation, but Sully's the non-dexterous one, so it's kind of... I think guys. Midge is taking charge. I think she's like... Uh, so she sees that there's like a crate uh, and kind of like a bunch of like old um, cars, parts kind of piled up. Uh, they obviously haven't worked for a while, but there's kind of like a pile of junk um, and she's kind of like, she's citing it in her mind and she sees like, uh, she kind of sees where she's going to go. She kind of takes a breath. She looks at Sully. She's like, okay, we're going to go. And then I sh think she takes like three steps out, out the, the kind of opening. And then I think she like trips and like falls on her face okay. and like reaches out and like just makes a huge knocking noise. Yeah. And you like, you try to like grab something and then it falls. And then you know, there's this like the crumbling of like yeah. little containers falling over and then, uh, you know, you you hear the you know the thudding of the ground of you know this creature approaching, and I think you stand up and uh, it's like turned the corner around the building and is looking at you. So before we go any further, I need you to roll me a difficulty three uh, discipline check to see if this thing freaks you out too. By you, you mean? Uh, Monica, yeah, Midge. Thank you. Using a lot of understood use. Yeah, okay. So rolling. Theoretically. There we go. Okay. So that is a... You didn't have any successes Huge or failures. success. <laughs> no. Huge. No, unfortunate. No. So you have a net zero successes or failures, which is a failure, and then one threat. So if you want, you could spend your last story point to buy a single success to have yourself not freak out. Otherwise, you're going to take that black dice for the rest of the encounter. I don't think that makes sense. Uh, I think I'm just going to go ahead and take the black dice. Okay. Unless, yeah, no, let's go for it. Okay, I don't so think at the very makes... top of your character sheet on that dice pool, just yeah. throw uh, one in the black dice section, and that'll add it to gotcha. all of your rolls. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are both freaked out. This thing turned the corner. It, like, it probably, like, stuck. All you can see is, like, he's got a hand on the corner, and, like, he's pulled his head around. So all you see is, like, one of its, you know, gnarled claws and then a head, and... 
what do you do? I'm assuming run. And if so, my gut feeling is I think we should roll initiative because at this point he's now trying to attack you. Unless oh, you get no. something different you want to do, I think running is I think the way Midge, to go. I don't know. I think Midge, uh, I think Midge freezes. I think she like, so she falls, she makes this huge noise. She kind of like rolls behind this this pile of junk. I think like she just, absolutely goes still for a second and sees if so maybe he looks in the opposite direction like he looks and then maybe he'll look away maybe he'll okay so your hope I think is, she freezes. your hope is and where is sully during all this is sully still like at the door or i think uh once the big noise happened like he just straightened up and you just see like this sad face <laughs> just like the two dots in the like upside oh. down like and uh, he kind of whispers. I'm imagining like that sad cat poster. <laughs> just like a sad cat face. Yes. Like, um, and he just like kind of whispers to Midge, "Don't move. You kind of smelled dead anyway. I'm sure." Okay, so the goal here is neither of you move and hope that either he thinks that you're a corpse or that you're just. Yeah. Oh, either way, he won't be interested. Right. Okay. We're just we're just part of the scenery. Part of the scenery. Okay. Um. Yeah, let's I'll, let's have you do a roll. Would this would this be a second stealth check? I guess it'd be a stealth check, right? Just to don't move. Uh, hope he doesn't. Do we have any? Is it like Jurassic Park where we have some like innate knowledge of like it I can only see? Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I could maybe survival. I think it could be survival. I, yeah, I'll let you. I'll, yeah, I'll let you use stealth or survival if you want. If you need survival, I'll let you use survival. I think Midge has been around a while that she has heard somewhere that like maybe there's a chance. So I'm gonna roll survival. Okay. Uh, so let's. <laughs> oh. I have to switch tabs to see that, so I have no oh. idea what happened. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh no, that's not great. So. So, on her survival Midge... check. Oh mistakenly heard i i was going to lower uh, down the difficulty from three purple dice down to two purple dice because uh, it was less about his cunning and more about his reactions but that doesn't change anything with the purple dice she had a net result of four failures and three advantage so even if i take the worst of those purple dice out it's still a big failure midge trips again like she's trying to hold perfectly still and she just yeah she just falls over again and like as she's falling she reaches out and like tries to hold a piece of like she's just like trying to present like prevent herself from falling on her face and she reaches out and just like reaches out and like holds a pipe and then it just like comes crashing to the floor which like moves the entire rest of the pile of junk and, and it okay, just makes and maybe, an awful racket. Maybe because you do have three advantage on that. Maybe uh, the junk happens to fall between the two of you and give yourself a bit of cover. Yeah. So like there's this yeah. like, tower of stuff that you're next to. You like try to stand still. You freak out because you're scared. You grab something mm-hmm. by instinct. The thing falls behind it. You hear the death claw, you know, rumbling through coming towards you. Let's oh, no. let's roll initiative. And uh yeah hold on one second she's just lying face first on the ground like her hands like outspread in front of her like excellent position to be in one fighting a death claw yeah i'm sure uh so yeah roll me roll me initiative Uh, yep 
So, and as a reminder, the Women Initiative works is if you're prepared for combat, um, it's in the weapons tab, I believe. If you're prepared for combat, you roll cool. If you're not prepared, you roll vigilance. I do not think you guys are prepared for this combat, so I think you're rolling vigilance, unless you have an argument. Yeah. I concur. Yeah. Yeah, I think Midge is face first in the mud, so. All right, rolling that one, and boom. Okay, so uh, Sully got two successes. Uh, Midge, the one being attacked, Man. got zero successes, but you have an advantage. And then for our Death Claw, um, funnily enough, I think he's cool, but his cool is not his better skill his vigilance is. Uh, what is cool based off of? Presence? Yes. Presence, okay. Um, I'm almost starting to memorize the uh, Genesis roll dice. Yeah. It's only been a couple so, of episodes. Thankfully for you, uh, this guy's only oh got a God, presence you. of one. So let's see what he gets. Okay, Midge, we've got to roll off. Roll it again. Mm, okay, rolling. Can I can I make an argument that like in that like thirty seconds of like doom, she like <laughs> like starts like praying and like coming to coming to her savior. I'm gonna roll vigilance. Okay. Sorry, never mind. Okay, so you got that. You got so okay. So the the okay. creature tied her for with a single advantage, and then she got a again a single advantage, and now I'm rolling, and he got one success. So God it's going it. to be well, but you guys can choose the order. It's going to be a player, then the death claw, then another player. So if we want, if Midge wants to go first, even though you did bad on the roll you could still go first because it's not about your role. It's more about the players as a whole. Midge, just without thinking, she just fucking books it back into the building and like kind of pushes Sully out of the way, like in front of her, like towards the death claw, <laughs> just like back into the building. Okay. So if you, if you guys are effectively like swearing the whole okay. way, like, so Oh, you, 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 you spend one of your actions. You essentially, you stand up, you run inside the building and then you close the door behind you. Probably Sully's... like a half crawl, okay. like, oh shit, like, yeah. Okay. So if, yeah, if you guys were like at this engaged, you're going to back up, run, a, you know, run back towards the building, close the door. Uh, the Death Claw. So you spend your entire turn doing that. Death Claw's turn. The Death Claw is going to fall in his face. I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I don't think Death Claws naturally would go after robots, just right. for my. Yeah. Like, from what I've seen in the game right. and just. From, like they're trying to eat and they know you know if Sully were to attack yeah. he would fight back right but i don't think naturally he's going to go after so he's going to go after midge who just ran inside the building who moved and looks kind of human ran yeah. In. yeah so now there's suddenly a door you know again he was going at the he probably wouldn't like eating a ghoul but like he would do um, it yeah you, you he would regret it after it, it functionally you know matters to me yeah okay so this death claw is going to run up and just start bashing in on the door. So he's going to roll oh a athletics check. That's a thing in this game, right? I play too many different games and I always forget. Uh, yes, I think so. Athletics. Uh, okay, so he weirdly is not trained in athletics. He's trained in brawl, but not athletics. So oh. he's just going to roll his normal uh, five brawn dice. 
It's because he's only got one arm. Uh, oh yeah, he's only got one arm. We I, I forgot about he's that. He's a unique guy. He's got one arm, but his one of his his tails is really big, so it kind of makes up for it. Uh, so frankly, he's a death claw. What does it matter? Right. He's mean and scary. So, and what are you doing to secure this door? Just as a general like RP sense, what is it? Close the door and what? Uh, I think but Midge just, like as we were saying earlier, it's less of a door, more of a like side back panel yeah. that is that is kind of loose. So I I think the, the well, first of all, the guy behind the counter is first of all looking at us like, what the fuck, you fucking murdered us! Like how how what's wrong with you? We, and so he's, he doesn't say a word. He's just like like eyes wide, look. mouth open, like what the fuck? But he's not saying anything as yeah. as you like tumble inside you've got this panel and now you're holding the panel are you doing something to try to secure it oh yeah i Give think it, like, he, like an action to do a thing i think he's got like a an old dresser full of like his <laughs> tools and stuff i think we like knock it over like i like grab it and like pull it down and like push it in front of the the hole like really noisily but like enough to like maybe kind of Keep him occupied okay. for a couple of seconds. Um, I will let you so try and barricade. I will let you sort of narratively take control here. How large is this dresser? It could be really, really large and could help buy you time. But if it is, you have to make an athletics check to move this thing. If it's just a regular old size dresser, you pull it forward, all the stuff falls off, you knock it over. It's not going to stop the creature. It'll buy you some time, but you don't really need to make a check for it. How big is this I think thing? It's a- I don't think it's a giant. I think what's can we define in feet? Like what's a normal size right, dresser? I feel like it's also about size and more about. I think like it's how what it's made of, or you know, it's a normal wood dresser. Okay. Like it's an antique dresser, just like everything else is. I think it's just a normal dresser. Okay, so but it's the only thing that's like there. So yeah, so you pull it, you know, stuff crashes, and I think. Uh, there is a split moment where the guy's freaked out that you're breaking his stuff, but then he's like, oh yeah, there's a death claw. And he, he comes over to help you and you guys are able to pull this da- dresser down and it's, it's not huge. It's not going to stop this creature for long, but it will buy you some time. So mm-hmm. uh, what I'm going to do is the death claw charges forward and starts bashing on this door. A regular check would be difficulty two. Uh, with this dresser, I'm going to say it's a difficulty three to see uh, what all he does to it. Uh, and then we'll see what happens there. So I'm going to roll his dice, and then we'll play it out. Falls on his face, right? I mean, it's possible. Right. Okay, so... Damn it. Uh, with his... Yeah, I mean, he's, the problem is he's very strong. He successfully falls on his face. <laughs> so he got two successes and a uh, threat or disadvantage, whatever you want to call it. So what is, what, what's the threat? And then I'll narrate what actually happens. Is, could I convince you that like he gets stuck on something in the, like, cause the way that I see that, like this building has awnings yep, and he had to get underneath it. And by bashing it in, like maybe a horn got stuck on something. And he's like a little claw gets. That's what I was kind of thinking is because the goal here for him was to open it up so that he could get inside, which he succeeded on. But it's still like it's a it's a small it's a side paneling in a smaller room, not designed for something that his size. Also, he's going through a dresser. So I think, yeah, he smashes it open 
and maybe the camera, you know, it's it's on midge and the you know mechanic on the inside, and this this whole thing just like buckles in. You hear crashing, and then you see like a claw come through, and then he like starts to stick his head through to get in on you, mm-hmm. but then like a horn gets stuck, and then he starts to pull it out, and like he's kind of yeah, he's stuck there. He, you you've bought a little bit of time, but this thing is coming through that door for okay. sure. So next up, uh, that's the end of his turn. So Sully, you're up. So and you see this thing like half stuck in. It's oh, it's almost like you know a dog that's too big for a dog door trying to go through that dog door, right? Like right. he's got his head in and like a foot because he's like determinant, but now he won't back up because he wants to get in. It's that kind of thing, except right. on a ten foot tall killer monster. Right. So I think you know Sully kind of wheels around him, like you know he's not looking at me. But uh, his brain kind of goes into rescue mode. It's the the whole reason, like he and Midge kind of cross paths. Is you know something went down with the Brotherhood of Steel in Chicago that he managed to bail Midge out of. Um, so it's like that moment again. So he looks at the awning, you know, and it's pretty beefy from what it is. But it's being held up by, uh, you know, it's eh, about let's say eight foot long. It's got uh, the the plywood and the steel tin roofing um, but he sees two support beams on each side and i think he's going to take a shot to see if he can collapse the awning down on top of the thing okay yeah in in, the, in a world where everything's ramshackle you don't even make a check for that you can just i mean you, you don't have to make like a mechanics check you can just make like an attack roll or an athletics check whatever makes the most sense for you to oh this is a weak wall and now there's a giant hole in it let's take the whole thing down <laughs> while the the mechanic looks on like my shot oh no <laughs> My building. I think like <laughs> my life's work, right? Because I think he sees like one off to his left and one off to his right, and if he takes them both out, the thing should just buckle. So he's hoping to at least knock one of them out. Okay. So I think he's gonna try a dual wield, which adds a purple, which is great. Okay. All right. So yeah, normally it would be a difficulty two check, because uh, well, normally it'd be difficulty two check. Dual wielding makes a difficulty three, but because you're attacking a target that isn't. Like you're just trying to go after wood, and you're using what again? You're just punching, or oh, do you have a no, oh no, I'm using my laser rifle one. So I can oh, you're oh, range. you're shooting. Ah, yep. okay, yep, okay. So that that changes from the death clock. <laughs> okay, like, I'm gonna help, but not so much to put myself in danger because he's still not looking at me. Yep, I get you. Okay, so then it'd be it'd be a single purple dice because you're short range. Yep, you're adding a purple dice because you're dual wielding. And then I'm going to also give you a blue dice because you're shooting at a non-moving target, right? Cool. cool. And, and I've got a set of mind if you want to roll it up. And with accurate one, it gives me an additional blue dice. Ah, yep. Yeah, you, that should be plugged in by default. So, cool. Uh, cool. Rolling. Nice. That is a good roll. So you've got an overall uh, one success, two advantage, and a crit. So first off, uh, the two advantage means you can spend either a crit or two advantage to do damage with a second weapon. So mechanically, yes, you're able to shoot one and shoot the other. Right. The damage doesn't really matter because, again, you're shooting at wood blocks. Right. Uh, but you do have both a crit and the double advantage. So what does the crit mean? Because you can use the advantage to get the second shot. What's the crit? Ooh, what is the crit? Um, I think uh, what might be interesting uh, is, so as he's aiming, he notices kind of this shinier bit of steel, and when he shoots through the like right side wood pillar, it ricochets off and hits something on top that 
like it's just an extra cinder block or two that falls okay. off the death clock and maybe does maybe a little extra damage maybe or just like pins him a little bit more than we would be or um maybe we'll say yeah maybe it's, it's like a bigger pin so normally you're just going to take down the wall but maybe you shot something and there's like a bar that fell and will like pin him in a you know as well so it's not just things on him but it's also like a bar that if he tries to get up right. he's gonna like impale himself or something right it's not the it's, like, it's not just the tin roofing like there's an i-beam from a building adjacent that got knocked exactly out and just boom you happen to get this like perfect angled shot that just landed perfectly so yeah you take the two shots they fall and then this other thing falls on top of it sort of pins it got this like you know bar jabbed into its back so now you know it's it's either has to push forward into the building or like he's like stuck so okay cool and i and, think uh, as he watches the thing fall like a cowboy comes across and he just <laughs> both, both of his laser rifles adorable nice uh okay so that was your action what else you gonna do you just start running so i think uh you know he he's watching uh because I, is there you know because i'm trying to imagine this alleyway um i think he's going to start backing like slowly backwards um, with his guns out because it's like, well, he might turn on me, he might not. I don't know. So gotcha. he, yeah, I'm gonna okay. Move so you did full on sprint yet, but you just you, essentially you just back up um, mm-hmm. a range so you can go to out to medium. Yep. Okay. Cool. So that is the end of the turn order. Now we're back at the top. Uh, does Midge want to go again, or does Sully want to go? Because it could be any player. Oh no, I'm all right with Midge going. I've done my fun. Okay. Uh. I think Midge kind of goes so, like so yeah, crouches so Midge, over. You're, you're in the inside, right? And you see this this difficult. Mm-hmm. Like he's got like a half claw in, and then his head in, but then his head stuck on something. And then you just hear the laser shots from outside, and then just the wall crumbles onto this thing, and, and the creature roars into the building you're in. What do you do? Uh, I think Midge uh, kind of is still going. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! I think she's kind of crouched down with her her hands over her head, but I think she kind of crawls towards the the front side of the building. And at this point, like the math is like, okay, so now if she runs through it, at least there's a building between her and the death claw. So I think she like takes a look back, and I think she grabs. She thinks about it. She thinks about just leaving him. She thinks for a very long time, but I think she eventually like grabs his arm and then just like books it out the door towards like the next building over. Okay, cool. So yeah, you just, uh, you, yeah, you do that. You 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 grab him, right? Yeah. You grab this guy. He runs with you. He'll essentially follow you for as long as you've got him, because he's essentially in shock terror. He's not moving because this you know this creature is in his shop and he's freaked the fuck out. So you grabbed him, run, and you're able to get out a bit. Uh, so let's, I think, I'm going to do one last check for this death claw, but I think we can move out of initiative combat and more into, like, narrative play, because it sounds like we're essentially jumping into a chase scene. So... We are getting the fuck out yeah. of there. So let me, I'm going to roll for him to get out of this uh, predicament that both the two of you put him into. So I'm going to have him roll, it'll be... He's still got his five in his uh, athletics or brawn. Um, normally it'd be a two to get through here, but between the, the, it'd be up to three because of the bookshelf up to four because of the, I think it's going to be difficulty five. I think it's going to be a straight five mm-hmm. green versus five purple because you guys have like, you know, Sully got the crit midge and you guys have like put things on both sides of him. And now he is very, very stuck. So let's see how uh, this goes. 
failure, but he barely fails. So here, here's what happens. You guys leave, and you just hear this, like, crashing and burning. Not burning, but you hear, you just hear crashing and smashing and roaring. And you don't know exactly what's happening, but you definitely hear a lot of things being smashed and clawed at and just constant roars. But it's this weird, like, he's roaring from inside this house, but it's, you know, echoing out through all the various, you know, bits and pieces where the houses aren't perfectly well made. But it's like he's crashing, you know, just destroying things. Right. And you guys have bought some time. Uh, Sully, you, you see him, like, you know, trying to get out. You know, you see his legs kick out. You see, like, you know, debris start to go flying. There's probably a time or two where, you know, pieces of metal just fly or wood, you know, is like as he's just thrashing about. What do you do? Um, I think now that uh, he's pretty confident he's stuck, I think he's going to turn around and go full bore because i think the uh you know when he looked he noticed the most like fortified spot is the bar the, yeah the bar is pretty fortified so i think he's gonna try to head up that way okay okay so sully spends his turn running towards the bar midge uh was going just to another building over so this whole time just saying oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit and maybe Sully, as you are heading towards the bar, you hear Midge saying that as she's like going from like house to house, like alley to alley away. And oh, during all of this, you just hear crashing, crashing. Uh, what do you guys do? You're like halfway between, you know, the mechanic shop and the bar. Do you guys group up? Do you stay split? You're kind of going in two different directions, but Sully's going towards the bar and Midge is heading in a different direction, just trying to get away from the Deathclaw. I think as they're going, Sully goes, After all I've done for you, you decided to throw this tin can out with the trash. I see how it is. I don't think Midge realized that she was going in the wrong direction. I think in her head she was going towards the bar. So she, like, looks back and, like, realizes, like, oh, shit. Tara does a hard thing when you're, like, running for your life. uh, Right. And I think she just, like, makes a split-second decision. Like, it's probably is the wrong decision but then i think she like starts running straight towards sully <laughs> okay like oh shit oh shit like uh just trying to head towards uh whatever is safest okay so you guys uh go towards the bar uh when you're probably you're like in the bar or the you know the bar parking lot where the but you're not at the bar yet you suddenly hear a loud a large large crash from behind you as like rumble falling and then you hear another death claw roar but this time it's like much louder and open to the air. That's like he's roaring because he got out of his trap. Um, he's free now. Good. You get to the you get to the bar and you like go to open the door and the door's locked and jammed and you guys see Assholes. you see that they have like barricaded things. Uh, but the Deathclaw isn't like you can't currently see it. He's behind the building. Uh, what do you do? Do you just start yelling at them to let you in? Uh, do you just continue? Absolutely, okay. I think. Midge starts knocking, like, let us the fuck yeah. in! Like, Jesus yeah, Christ! Yeah, like, like, help! Yeah, most extreme, like, life or death. Like, let us right. in, let us in, let us in. You goddamn assholes! So like, you better open it. I'm gonna blast it open and we're all going down. Okay, um, let me... See how well they barricaded yeah, it. I part of, I'm just trying to think. You helped them out. Is there... Roll me a... And this is less of like what's going on now and more of a how well you convinced them earlier last time that you like helped them and saved them. Roll me a pers- oh God, we saved them so roll much. Me, roll me a persuasion check. It's going to be against difficulty. Uh man, this is hard. I think difficulty Assholes. two, 
you helped them. So I'm going to give you a blue dice. But they're also scared as fuck of the death claw, so I'm also giving you a black dice. Oh, two of them. So yeah, it'll be a it'll be a black dice, a blue dice, and then two purple, and then I need to dump out those five green. Uh, okay. Do you want to spend your story point on this? My God, that would be our last story point, yeah, right? Yes. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, it's always fun to ride with it, but uh... actually, you know, it's... I'm going to give you a free upgrade because you literally saved them. Saved them last time. I think it's more. I think that's yeah, more impactful than a blue. So I'm going to give. I'm going to give so you. I'm going to give you a free lives. upgrade for that. So yeah, you're you're good. Okay. Okay. So it, you wanted perception, or sorry, not perception. Um, it could be persuade. It really any of those social skills, persuasion, intimidation, whatever you think makes the most sense. Oh no, it's kind of up to you. What will it be, Jeff? What will it be? I don't have anything in any of those skills. Uh, yeah, I could go either way. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and roll. Uh, so I get. I'm yelling. I mean, so the charm thing you could do is you could be like, "I'm a doctor. I can help," and then I'll let you roll like a medicine check. Because it's 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 not that you're using medicine on them. It's more of a yeah. they know that you're a doctor. You save them once. I'm I'm useful. You shit yeah. bags. And maybe that's okay. the moment, like, should do we let her in or not? And then you call out, I'm a doctor. I can help whatever's, you know, something along those lines, you know? Have fun dying yeah. later, as opposed to now. Yeah, okay. I'll roll okay. that. Success with an advantage. Perfect. Shit. So what, I meant what to do. that means is, uh, I guess, first off, what does the advantage mean? Because, yeah, the, the success means they are going to let you in. But what what is the advantage? Uh... I think the advantage is that, like, I think somebody noticed, like, uh, so there's the the kind of people who are closest to the door kind of, like, guarding it as best they can with with whatever, whoever's in there. And then I think somebody noticed who I was, like, kind of towards the back and then started motioning them for to, to open up the door before I, like... I could like convince okay, them so or, some, or make the argument. So, like somebody started. saw, gotcha. yeah, somebody was like, "That person is a doctor." Let's okay, cool, be useful. So, uh, yeah, you 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 yell out, and then you know, not a split second later, you hear something, uh, to the oh, side no. on the inside, where like so you know they moved some table out of the way, and the door opens up. Like as you're yelling, like let you know, let me in, let me in immediately the door is opened and you know a hand you know comes out to like pull you pull you guys in good you pull, pulled inside exactly. door immediately closed you know table put back and then you know right after that you know they're like moving and you can see on the inside of this they're moving a bunch of you know in like they're it's not just a table they've got a bunch of stuff that they're like moving in front of table you know tables and windows and they're trying to block everything up so that it's not they have some like steel reinforced exactly. i mean not necessarily you know as reinforced as steel but they've just got a bunch of shit blocking all potential weak points so they have a really nice dress <laughs> uh and then i think came in from the amana colonies for what was left yeah 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 just really well crafted <laughs> uh yeah, uh, farmhouse uh, uh, barn Absolutely. wood dressers. Just real, real nice. <laughs> okay. And then uh, you guys, again, help them put these things. And then I think we're going to end this part with you hear a thudding of like the death claw smashing on one of the walls and then it screams out. And we will uh, be back in part two to see uh -oh. what happens. Dun, dun, so. Dun, dun. so much for running. That didn't go there. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned.
We are back. So you guys are in this bar. The creature's there and, you know, screamed. Uh, but you guys have, you know, put up, you know, along with the bartender, the, you know, various patrons there, whoever happened to be in the bar when this thing attacked. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you do? It seems secure. It seems like it's going to hold. Are you guys just going to try to wait this thing out or do you have some other plan or what, what do you do? immediately ducks like behind the bar or into cover. Like wherever the most secure like spot that she can find to hide, like she just immediately ducks behind. I gotcha. think uh, Sully like ass around in a hushed tone, be like, "So does that thing come around often? I, how yeah, how often does thing come around?" Uh, well, I mean, creatures attack here and there, but we haven't had a death claw in months. Months, huh? This I, guy, yeah. yeah. Really? Well, like how many months ago were we talking? I I don't know. Three, maybe four? Midge calls from like behind the bar. Like, is there anything in particular that would have like drawn this one here or? I mean. Also, they... where do you keep your rocket launchers? Just wondering where <laughs> we can find those. I, I don't know what kind of bars you've been in the past, Liddy, but uh. Well, Clearly, better ones than this. I'm just saying. so the fat man is out. All right, check. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, you know, we're we're a barn at the edge of town. This is where creatures attack. They often we we put we have security for this reason, but it's not normally claws. It's you know mole rats and bloat flies and the little creatures, big ones. They don't they don't they don't travel. Really, Smidge. Midge raises her hand from behind the bar and kind of ducks out. Uh, so all in favor, I'm just going to hide right here. Is there is there like a basement or something that would be better for hiding? But like, I'm maybe it'll get bored. I'm I'm not going out there again. I, that, that, that's a good plan. Going outside when there's death glasses. I'm, I'm a healer, n- not a fighter. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm good right here where I'm at. Um. Have we seen this one before? Has it been around this area? You you think a death call death claw missing an arm would be uh rather uh, recognizable? Uh, d- d- death myth- missing. Oh, yeah, missing the one out there's missing an arm. Well, there's a story that some I don't know some a few a year or two back there was uh this vault dweller that came through and you know he talked about a death claw nest a few miles over but i'm trying uh, to remember he he yeah he he was he was gonna go out there check it out and i don't know why dude was crazy but uh vault dwellers just kind of sh- <laughs> like shakes his head or shakes his everything with no <laughs> stupid meatbags so uh so, but yeah, I know know nothing about missing armed ones. But if he went out there, maybe put some fight into it. I don't know. Interesting. All right, so we've never seen this one. It's been months. I guess we are kind of stuck waiting it out, aren't we? Midge is like kind of pulling uh, bottles out from from where they're like hidden behind the bar. She's just like, okay. Make ourselves comfortable here. Just look over, uh, and there's a ghoul hand reaching up above and just pulling it off the top. Yeah, <laughs> like pulling out yeah glassware as well. Like, all right, let's uh, 
midges getting comfortable. Take two glasses, like one for me and one also for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man, make it a party. Okay, so you guys decide to wait out this death claw attack. Uh-huh. So I'm going to roll another D100 just to give a general feel as to what's going to happen. Uh, low is good, high is bad, but it doesn't mean that like 60 means he's going to, you know, blah, right? How hungry is he right this second? Yeah. So 43. So I think you guys start drinking. This is probably, what, late afternoon? Um, yeah. Something like that. So a few hours goes by. And he, I, I keep calling it the Deathclaw he, but you have no idea if it's a he or she. The, the, the creature... They. They, yeah. The, the, yeah they, they, they're they out and about, and they don't really leave the bar. And you guys can probably see through cracks or hear stomping. He's, or they're around the bar a bunch, right? You hear, you know, various roars here and there, but nothing quite as initially impactful as that first, like, roar, you know, at the beginning of the assault. Right. And there, there's a few tense moments where, like, they, you know, they're jumping on the walls now, and, and you you see things kind of shake, and you know he's trying to push his way in, but you guys have secured everything really, really well. So probably four or five hours goes by. It starts to get to be dusk, and then Mitch is a little bit drunker now, probably. Oh, it de- definitely. Uh, she does a shot every time uh, she's terrified. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, hours goes by. It starts to get to be dusky, and eventually the stops slow down. Uh, first off, the encounter is definitely over, so you guys can remove those black dice. Getting tide fall. Yeah. Flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. So tired. Uh, so you're no longer, you know, it, it, the noises stop. What, what do you do? Do you, I assume, still going to wait it out? Or are you just going to say, screw it and stay here for the night? Or what? what's the plan? Oh, yeah. Uh, Midge is now, like, lying on the floor uh, with, like, a couple of bottles around her. Like, she's, I think, convinced a couple of other people to, like, join her. Uh, so she's got, like, a little party behind the bar. Like, occasionally, like, the people who are seriously on guard are, like, looking back to, like, shush them as they occasionally, like, burst out into giggles or whatever. Okay. Yeah, but in general, like it's not that like, it's not that people need to be quiet, but people shouldn't be too loud because then it will like re- we shouldn't be having a party, probably exactly. Yeah, which is like what we're on the edge of doing. Yeah. Like, it's not that you can't make any noise, but you shouldn't make too much noise. Right, we're so. having too much fun for a life and death situation. <laughs> yes, good, good. I think uh, in the meantime, Sully's like off in a corner just watching, uh, but like back in his programming, there's this. Uh, this message that he keeps getting that for some reason, like in the last like year has been kind of urging him, like his, his whole point of like headed heading out West was to get to Las Vegas. So he's got this picture of this mis- like mustached man. And it says like uh, house is calling you home, come to new Vegas. Like it's just, that's all it says. And he keeps looking at it. Like who's this guy? What, what, what is this? Like, you know, as he's a, uh, just off in a yeah, corner. You've but, got the message, but you don't really know what it means. And okay. Just that he needs cool. to get to New Vegas and he doesn't understand why. Okay. Cool. So yeah, hours goes by. Uh Midge and Sully, you know, you do you you know, whatever it is you do. And it, it I'm just it, imagining Sully in the corner like patrolling 
like contemplating this like larger existential message while mid occasionally like shouts like yeah party <laughs> and then immediately and then, like, yeah, like yeah. a bunch of people around you trying to shush you and then the shush does nothing and then Sully has to like bark out an order like, yeah. you get back in that bottle <laughs> yeah it's it's a we're gonna die party it's the best kind of party yeah hmm. I don't cool. know what you need bags worried about it doesn't seem that bad followed immediately by like a roar yeah maybe just that bad <laughs> or like a shifting, like screeching claw sound. Yeah. Yeah. So noises die down. People are starting to feel a bit more secure. But no one wants to be the first one to go outside. They're just like, you know, and I, I think people start, they just start prepping for, for the night. They, they're just like, yeah, I'm going to sleep here tonight. I'm not, I'm not going out. Who knows what's what's going on out there. And people just start essentially getting ready for bed. There's still a couple like guards posted, you know, here and there, but it's relaxed a bit because it's, you know, evening time. Do you guys join them? Do you just say, screw it, we're staying here for the night? Yep. Oh, yeah. Midge is, Midge is settled in. She's got, like, three or four, I think, people who have, like, joined her posse. Okay, cool. Uh, she's got Yeah, she's got kind of, like, some hangers on that have, like, joined her behind the bar hide, hiding existential threat party. Okay. Right. And I think Sully realizes, is like, he can't go anywhere, really, without Midge, because all they see is this robot rolling down the road and he's like oh that's a scavenger's payday so he yeah. just pulls up where i think midge just kind of assumes that like sully is going to be around so like she doesn't even think about it she's like yeah yeah we're fine here like so okay. yeah i think they're they're settled in for the evening cool so then yeah i think we'll just fast forward to the morning you guys make it through the night no more no more attacks at some point in the in the following morning uh, someone would make the announcement that, you know, there were no, there were no attacks out the night. We've not heard from the death claw all evening. We think it's not safe to go if people want to return to their homes. And it, it's a very generic, you know, message that probably the, the bar, the bar owner slash, you know, in owner makes to everyone, but it's not like, every, you know, he's just sort of announced when people start waking up in the morning, he's like, Hey, as a heads up, this is what's going on. We're probably safe. Uh, yep. I think uh, they've, start, they've started taking down the tables away from the walls, and they've opened up a pass to get out. But they're they're cleaning everything up now. It was kind of put into you know high alert for pretty much a day, you know, all afternoon through the night. But now they're starting to put things away. I think Midge has sobered up. I think she is like real, like she's ready to go. I think like the three or four people that she was drinking with are like hungover nice to the okay. point of like i think her like ghoul uh <laughs> metabolism stamina and metabolism like she is ready to go she's gonna face this morning she didn't die like there's no death claw uh incidents like she's ready to go but like i, mean, I think she's you like had a death claw run at you and not kill you and that's yeah that's that's the thing to celebrate oh yeah um I think she's just like incapacitated four of the city guard for like the next couple of days. Uh-huh. I think they'll tell stories about the time that. Oh, gotcha. Okay. These uh-huh. these idiots uh, tried to to drink for drink with a, a ghoul. Right. Yeah. So it's just like, um, come on, you you fleshy meatbags can't keep up with a ghoul. Weak. Uh, so she kind of she walks up to uh, Sully, who is like programmed on for the for the morning she just kind of like grabs him around she taps him like on the back like gives him kind of a back pat and she's like okay buddy you uh you ready to go out and see if uh day two not getting eaten 
Well, no time like the present. Uh, so I think uh, Midge kind of goes up to the door. Uh, I think everybody's probably kind of like on a scale of like one to ten, like mildly annoyed with how chipper she is and like how inebriated she made like a bunch of their their fellow oh yeah guards. And again, uh, at the time, it was all in good fun, but now it's like, man, yeah. Now, now it's fucked up that they have to like work and like it's also been six hours and it's like probably like what six or seven in the morning. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's she, it's like, like early dawn. Yeah. It's yeah. It's she's the worst person in the world right now. Uh, I hate this person. Uh, but she like goes up to the door and she's like, "Okay, let's get out there and uh, let's check to see uh, see if we're gonna die today." No time like the present, like I said. So she okay. kind of, yeah, I, th- I think she goes up to the door. I'm assuming, like, the person who's in charge is kind of, like, manning the door. Yeah. Ready to see who's going out first. Yep, yeah, he opens it, you know, after you. Should be safe. Yeah, Sully, like, one of the, one of his, like, pincer hands disappears and the barrel of a laser rifle points up, just in case. Yeah, just, yeah. just in case. Can't, can't be too careful. And then, you know, surprise Deathclaw just jumps from the ceiling or something. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, Deathclaw. Uh, okay, so then uh, I think Midge is going to kind of like poke her head out and see. I'm assuming there's like fresh snow on the ground. Yeah, like... yeah. So, yeah, you, you, you stick your head out and yeah, snow on the ground. And I think what you see is it's, it's a really light snow, but you see these, you know, Deathclaw tracks around the building, right? Roll me a survival check just to get a general feel as to like how much information you get out of this. Yep. Rolling. Okay. Two success, two advantage against one purple dice isn't bad. So a few things. One, there's a, you know, the tracks around the actual building, like he clearly paced for hours and hours, even though he wasn't attacking or roaring, he clearly was pacing for hours trying to get in or at you guys. Okay. Stupid dinosaur thing. Yeah. Right. Item two, you see that uh, it looks like where he left, there's, you know, it looks like he left in a similar direction that he were, he came from, where, like, mm-hmm. there are these tracks that go off to the, I guess it'd be to the southwest outside of town. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the distance, it's a bit hard to see because it's dawn, but it, you can better see it because, you know, sunrise is in the east. Uh, oh, wait, no, you guys are on the east side of town, right? So he yep. left. He left going east, not west. Sorry, west is towards center town. Yep. Uh, so he went yeah southeast. So he you know out to the east where the sun's rising. Uh, there are these you know tracks going off into the distance, and way 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 out there, you see this like uh, smoke pile coming from the distance. You can't see what it's coming from, but there is just this big smoke thing. Something may have happened that may that again at the time you didn't know or you weren't looking for it. But now looking back, it's like something is either on fire or has gone up or been destroyed. And, you know, there's been a fire going for maybe the last day. And it's starting to like ember out. But whatever it was must have been a big fire. Uh, I think so Midge kind of pokes her head out, like doesn't immediately get attacked. So I think like she kind of fully steps out. And then I think people probably start walking out behind her to kind of survey the damage. Yeah. And Uh, even though... Everyone is like, yeah, it's all good. No one still wanted to be that first person to go outside just in case the death claw yeah, yeah. climbed onto the roof and is just waiting on the roof for someone. Right. So sure, yeah. the second you step out, there's like it's a few faces now. like looking and then, yeah, within moments, uh, more people leave. 
so Midge kind of like looks around and she's like, well, uh, looks like you've got a, a little fire uh, over there, but uh, good luck and everything. Okay, bye. And then she kind of grabs Sully. And, yeah, and, there's, there's the, like, whoop, whoop. and then, you know, everyone, a few people try to like stop you and you just take off. Good, good luck with the, uh, the death claw thing. Nope. Hope that doesn't come back to bite you. Bye. And then just like walks in the opposite direction. Good. Okay, cool. So you're heading, you know, you get back on essentially the, the highway slash road slash path, really. No one drives cars anymore. Right. And start yeah. heading uh, further into uh, town. Into town? Cool. Into the so you guys, of Des Moines. Yeah. So you start wandering, you know, following this road downtown. And as you go, it gets busier and busier. There's less, and again, wildlife is not the right term. There's less nature right there you know mm-hmm. what's dead is more condensed and dead you know and it, you know deeper into downtown there's more cities but again it's like more compact ruins where you know either things are destroyed after the bombs or you know just people foraging blah right uh but it's it's more and more compact as you get in there's less and less creatures even where you guys kind of were at the edge of town there was still sort of this like inherent nature noise and as you get deeper into town, it's less nature noise and more just like people, right? It's not as crowded as it was, you know, it is now, but there's more people there than in your standard town because it's like you're actually at a downtown city that wasn't hit by a bomb. So it's still, you know, kind of survived, right? So as you get deeper and deeper into downtown, what is what is the plan? Is it to, again, find more sick people? Is it just to get through town and start heading on to your next destination? What What's the like long-term goal? And if we need to montage travel we can kind of depends on what your goal is i mean i think just kind of in generally i think we're i mean sully has his his kind of big goal uh i think midge is just kind of like on her way west generally and has kind of agreed to just kind of hang out with sully until until they need to part ways so i don't know that she's like strictly looking for work i think it's more just like what do we need to survive until until we get that way so i think okay. you're just kind of generally seeing the sights yeah when especially when you're in town it's a good time to stock up right you know mm-hmm. get get supplies because most people don't just travel the world you guys are weirdos like that you're not quite you know vault dweller yeah. weirdos that goes looking for trouble but right. even people traveling is still kind of weird so yeah, buying, getting supplies for the next yep. travel. Yeah, stocking up on just general medical supplies, probably. Probably yeah. hooking up with a local drug dealer. Uh, I think probably Midge needs some uh, medicinal uh, chems. Okay. Possibly some recreational chems. It just kind of depends on what's there. Okay. All right, let, let's play out that scene then. So you guys are going through town, and then you, you, know, you see someone that, you know, either he notices you or you notice him, and you're like, oh, this person... You know, and, and may, maybe it's, you know, them selling someone else, you know, some chems mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they, they walk away with their needle full of junk stall. and yeah, yeah. A, a big sign says drugs here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's mm-hmm. how, yeah. Most drugs work is my understanding of that. Oh yeah. Uh, so, drugs for sale. Yeah. I think Midge walks up and she's like, hi there. Uh, I need several things uh i am running low on some stim packs ah. uh but you know anything just generally uh anything you've got for sale this is well and he, he like 
opens up a drawer. Stim packs, stim packs. That that we have plenty of. Stim packs is the 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 standard standard drug of choice. Uh, so uh, stim packs for all your healthful needs. Yes, yes. Do stim packs uh, work normally on ghouls? Uh, I think that's a larger question. I don't know. I I, think they I, do. I have no idea. I'm just gonna say yes. Because I say I, yes. I don't I know, so. and I, I don't want to spend half an hour trying to figure out the biology. That's a lore of question. Yeah, but I think yes. Yeah, for for our intents and purposes, yeah, it. Hell know. yeah! Yep. But for you it, listening, yeah. if you want to delve into the lore of ghouls, by yeah. all means, go for it. And Look yeah. it up. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> Rate so, and review. Uh, yeah, they tell us we're got, stupid. He's got plenty of stim packs. But he's also got a variety of other drugs. What kind of drugs are you looking for? Well, let's see. I have a good amount of... I have a, a fairly decent collection. Uh, I'm looking for something probably... If he has any... Uh, you know, anything more exotic, I'm probably a little bit more interested. But uh, I could deal with some medics. Okay. Um, I don't really need any radiation things specifically, given that... Uh, I heal from mediation, and yeah. Sully's a robot, so right. yep. that uh, that mechanic doesn't really do much for us. But okay. uh, yeah, uh, medics and anything stronger that he happens to have. It also depends on what he's charging uh, for his wares, because I don't have that much money. Impacts, other ones. Oh, okay. and if he's if he's functioning as a as kind of the local doctor, doctor. slash yeah, if he has any. Uh, Freelance idea if there's pharmacist. anyone yeah free yeah freelance pharmacist uh if he knows anybody who like needs some particularly skilled doctoring gotcha uh and real quick how much money do you guys have together just so i've got an idea uh that's a good question i have 60 caps 60 okay and sully uh, let me let me look because i don't remember he has it should be under. He just shoves them <laughs> in a box. I got sixty-one myself, so hundred okay. twenty-something. Okay, so a standard price for medics is two hundred and fifty. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, medics is pricey. Um, other stems buff out is a hundred. Jet is seventy-five. Mentats are one fifty, and Psycho is three fifty. So drugs are fairly expensive, but if you want to. So listen, dude. So yeah, you, if you're wanting to get some drugs, you may have to do a job. Um, I would like, I would like some drugs, please. But uh, I am a skilled healer, and in fact, am a healer from. And she kind of like makes a, a gesture towards like her wrinkly ghoul skin. I am in fact a healer from before the bombs. Believe it or not. Uh, and so I have extensive medical knowledge. And so if you have any particularly uh, uh, difficult medical uh, cases or medical mysteries, I would be happy to, uh, to take a crack at them and solve all of your problems in exchange for pharmaceuticals. And she just kind of like uh, gives him a, a look like, how great was my presentation? Give me drugs now. <laughs> Yay. The, You're welcome. The doctor sort of looks at me. He's like, uh, well, we, we don't really do solving mysteries here. We're mostly just trying to make sure people are surviving. You know, this, this. I bet crazy, you got some real world. gross wound fungi that I could take a look at. Oh, wound wow. fungi, wound fungi. Hmm. Well, I, I'll, 
I'll be honest. I, I, I don't really know. I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm no researcher, right? I'm, I'm just, I'm just a, a guy with what, with some drugs, but, uh, there is a, uh, there is a guy, you know, in downtown that he, he does, uh, ghoul, ghoul research. Um, I, it, I guess he, you know, wants to, well, he's got this theory that after ghouls become feral, there may be a way to bring him back. So he's been doing some sort of ghoul research and he does Which all sorts of weird. Them, like, that's bullshit. Everybody knows it's not a thing. Uh, yeah, right. and I, I, I know I, this dude's weird, but, but there's two things about him. One, uh, there's all sorts of weird experiments and he may be looking for, you know, if you've got information, he may, he may have some uses for you. And two, uh, he, he just, he's got all sorts of, I don't know, various needs or, you know, he's got plenty of drugs there that, you know, why I don't want you to go there for drugs, but you know, he's, he, he, he made, he made, he made some help if, if, if he, if he had much drift. Okay. Midge, Midge like nods and is like, thank you, kind sir. And then she kind of like walks away and turns to Sully and she's like stingy asshole. Checks out. Uh, his, his name is Dr. Deva. Uh, he's uh, in the, well, it's, 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 it's right downtown. There's a big uh, uh, cross sign. He, he like, he, I guess he's working in one of the old hospitals. Perfect. Let's go find him. Uh, so I think she kind of like points in the right direction and kind of confirms that's correct. And she kind yeah, of pulls like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right over there. It's, you know, go I'm gonna prove... that way. And then, yeah, he gives you instructions and yeah. I'm going to prove that this guy is full of shit. Okay, cool. Uh, so she like kind of pulls Sully along, like, come on, let's go see if we can find some drugs and or something to do. That'll be interesting. Okay. And she kind of pulls. Yeah. And you guys, you, you, you know, follow the, follow the instructions they gave you. And eventually you find your way to, um, what, what, whatever hospitals downtown. I can't remember what it, what it's called, but, um, which one, I, uh, a hospital. Yeah. There's plenty of hospitals. He, he goes to the hospital downtown, uh, one by the river. Yeah. The one exactly. by the, yeah. <laughs> and, Mo- and a, a, a good chunk of this this building has been just destroyed. Uh, very clearly, uh, people scavenged the crap out of it and then you know fought over it, or something happened here. A big chunk of this hospital has been destroyed. But there's this like this front bit, and it's probably you know was just a reception area before. But this bit somehow survived, and it looks like it's been converted into this like home where it's like kind of disconnected from the rest of the hospital. But there's you know people there, and there's you know there's some people outside. Uh, talking as you approach. Are they saying anything interesting? Uh, they are just sort of talking about the. Uh, they heard about the attack on uh, the Commandico district of town. Where mm-hmm. you wanna uh, you wanna take this one? Uh, you're quite the. Uh, Midge walks up and says, "Storyteller." Yeah, so Midge goes into full uh, bullshit ghoul mode. Uh, okay. And she's just like, yeah, we were just there. Uh, it was a pretty intense battle. You were at the uh, attack? It, wait, yeah. So it, it really happened? There was actually a... a, a and he starts with a, a death claw? It was oh, yeah. pretty terrifying. It was... It roared at us multiple times. Uh, it actually almost bit me. It was like two inches from my face. Whoa. Uh, it, and then uh, my robot friend here uh, shot it in the face 
and actually and she just like starts spiraling and then she uh and then he cut off its arm with a laser rifle right and then there was a guy with a nuke and he just blew the shit out of it and that is a hundred percent true and that absolutely happened uh yeah cool story yeah, yeah wow uh and she's just like yep give me the awe and the praise and yeah and Thank yeah you. these people are you know they're they don't you know they they clearly haven't been seen it's a day of combat in their life i mean they're survivors in the apocalypse but like they're you know not city right. folk exactly yeah if, if they're yeah the, you know it's not quite as pronounced as city folk now compared to like country folk now but like it's a lesser degree of that where you know it's they're not so used to death flaws and exactly right. yeah yep so anyway we're just two uh two wild adventures uh you know facing death etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, we're just uh, wandering through town looking for, uh, say, we hear there's this doctor. Uh, we're really looking to kind of introduce him. Think uh, think you could kind of like connect us and maybe we could uh, maybe uh, continue to- our interesting journey. Yeah, you're talking Dr. Deva, the, the ghoul, the ghoul doctor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, he, he's, he's right. He, things to he, say. Point, he points like, again, you know, probably... You know, up, he's probably like a building over. He's like, oh, the, the hospital's right there. I could, I could introduce you. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. that would be that would be great. Thank you, okay. kind sir. And okay. she takes like 20, 20 like steps away from the other guy, and then she like pauses and turns back, and she's like, actually, now that you're here uh, and you've heard our story, we're actually taking collections. Uh, we are we are wondering. Uh, medical professionals, and she kind of like pulls Sully back with her and like pats him on the shoulder again. Uh, we're we're yep. taking collections for uh, the poor, unfortunate uh, uh, townsfolk of of the kind of outer, you know, out in the wilderness. Uh, so, it, oh. if you have any meds or caps to spare, um, it all goes towards helping uh, poor Deathclaw uh, refugee attack survivor people. Oh, and she just kind of um. like holds out her, her hat, like she she like produces a hat from somewhere in uh, one of Sully's boxes. <laughs> She just like pulls it out and like holds it out with a couple of jingling oh, yes. uh, caps in there. You gotta feed the feed the cap. Got prime cap the bowl. pump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll me a deception How's this check. Bullshit work. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be it'll be it'll be deception. How? I mean, you, you're not gonna go give the stuff to the people <laughs> out at the edge of town. So, so yeah, it, deception uh, check. I'm gonna give you blue dice because they are uh, sort of like awe inspired by you. Yeah, but unfortunately, you There's rolled two oh, two wow. of the dreaded double Goodness. failures on those uh, purple dice. So that was Story a net point. three failures and three oh. advantage. So they look at you, <laughs> and and they give you this like look that's like, you're not gonna go take it. The people out there are like they they they, they see straight through your bullshit. Uh, but you've got three advantage. Yeah. What does that advantage mean? In some way. They liked it, but they they know you're lying. But what what's what's the good out of this? I think that they so I'm clearly bullshitting them, but they're yep. like, oh, like, you guys are those actors, right? I thought I like oh I I somebody <laughs> told me about this. Like you're you're hanging out downtown by like the the river. Like you guys are doing the show, right? Oh man, and they're just like really like they all kind of are super excited about this show now. Okay. And so, they're like, oh, you guys, I know what you guys are. And they, they like go, le- like, 
they feel positively about us because we're clearly actors okay. uh, in this this company. So yeah, you, you essentially improve their theater disposition folk. towards you yeah, yeah. because <laughs> they think, oh, you're obviously not this, but you must be something else instead. Okay, I get you. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're, yeah, we're just, <laughs> those, those crazy uh, theater folk always playing pranks. When Sully hears so, this, you see that he pulls up a picture of Shakespeare and grabs a can and kind of holds it up like, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. That's us. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and yeah, there's a moment where they're like really confused and they're looking at you like, what is this bullshit? And then they go. Oh, oh, you're the, the, the theater folks talk, telling stories. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, and then I think they like put their hands together. So I can't, um, I mean, I don't have any drugs, but I, you know, you tell me a good story. I'll, I'll give you some caps for the story. And they, they pull out uh, a bag and they pull out probably. Mitch does like a theatrical bow with this hat. And she like leans into it. Thank you, kind sir, for supporting the the players of. And she, yeah, she just kind of looks towards Sully to see if he'll fill in anything. Of the long two thirty five. <laughs> yes. Cool. So you've got a bag full of twenty caps that they nice. gave you. Cool. A donation to the the arts. Just, yeah. Thank you. In the apocalypse, kind patrons. This has been made patrons. possible by viewers like you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, so, oh, anyway, do, do you want to go in to see Dr. Deva? Yeah, we do. Okay. And they, they head, they head up to the, the hospital and they, you know, they knock on the door. Uh, Doc, mm-hmm. Dr. Deva, Dr. Deva. And, you know, a few moments go by and there's some rumbling inside. Door opens and this, uh, old dude, uh, looks, looks at the person talking, but then immediately turns to look at him and goes, oh, a, a, a ghoul you, and he, he like nods uh friendly friendly towards the citizens that you guys were talking to you you, you brought a, a brought a girlfriend uh what, what what's your name ma'am and he like he puts his hand out to shake your hand pretty much like immediately ignoring the guys and just yeah. starts talking to you midge midge just kind of like crosses her arms against her chest and she just kind of looks at him and she's like so you are the con who thinks he can get uh feral ghouls turn him back to people huh and she's like, no, 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 no 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 con i i have i have a theory and i need i need to test it and he's still holding his right hand out to shake your hand but he's started like talking with his other hand because he's like very animated in his uh-huh. motions right but his hand starts and he can i and he you know he like raised his hand up a bit more to like it's like really obvious he's trying to have you shake his hand but what do you do what do you do midge does not budge okay Okay. She is and not buying it. Okay. It's it's awkward. There's that moment where she it's very clear that you're not going to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's very clear that he wants to shake your hand and you don't want to shake your hand. And both parties know that yeah. each other knows, you know, and everyone's like looking. And it goes and on for longer than, longer than most people would. And like, tail, you know, because both of you are very adamant. And then I think one of the, the you know, people who thinks you're actors, like, oh, it, Dr. David, just it, it's fine. Just uh, she asked to. Well, she was asking about you, and well, she's looking for drugs and work, and well, uh, and he, like the guy's just trying she to end this awkward situation where both ends won't shake hands. And yeah, what do you do? Yeah, she kind of like she kind of brushes the the people off, and she's like, "Thanks, kid. I've got it from here. Uh, support the arts or whatever." I, and she kind of 
And he goes, we'll do. And they, like, take off. Uh, And so she's like, okay, look, uh, I've been around a long time. And so she doesn't say specifically because I feel like, yeah, like, that's kind of like a a thing is, you know, you never say how old exactly you are. But she's like, I've been around a long time. Uh, I'm I'm a doctor from from way back when. I've been around and I've seen a lot of things. I have never seen this bullshit that you're trying to pull. What possible theory could you have that's going to change any of that? I, I okay. So, uh, just c- c- it, it'll be easier if I if I show you. And he he like waves you inside towards his lab. Uh, do you follow? Uh, she looks to. I think Midge looks at Sully and then. Does, I mean, what does Sully think? I think, uh, you know, he's taking it all in. He's, uh, you know, ran into these rampant, weird doctor types before. So, con, con men, I right. believe. So he, like, has this perplexed, like, the persona on the TV screen has a perplexed look, and he, like, brings his talent up to the TV screen, and then you notice it kind of duck in in the barrel of the laser rifle, like, pops out, like, ah, let's, uh, let's see what he's got to say. Okay. So I think uh I think Midge is super excited about this player persona. So I think she like steps back and does like a really dramatic bow towards Sully uh and like after you kind sir and like follows follows him into the the hospital. Okay. So he takes you inside and you get in the first bit is just like a living area, but then past that there's down a hallway and there's, you know, another door that's like very clearly a lab. And in his lab um, on the edges of the lab is just like many, many various whiteboards or, you know, chalkboards where he's like got these like massive, you know, scrawlings of notes and ideas and theories. Serial and... killer board. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> With um, red string. So oh, he, he, go, he, he goes up to one of them and he's, and he essentially it's, you know, a picture of a human, a picture of a ghoul, and then a picture of a feral ghoul. And he's like, okay, well, as, as you know, so, you know, a human turns into a ghoul when they've taken too much radiation as and he points to you. Does he pull uh, out like a one of those like old timey like sticks, like pointy oh, def- education oh, sticks for his like yep. telescoping like pointer? Yep. And like when Perfect. He, when he does that, he also like points in your direction and probably like it's a little bit close to like tapping you on the head. Yeah. But like it's like, well, and as of you and he points it towards you. OK. Yeah. And then everyone knows when you get too much radiation or too much time goes by, they're still conflicting theories on whether it is time based or it is, if it is radiation based. I think it's a combination of both. But in either way. When that happens, it turns into the feral ghouls. Feral ghouls have lost their mind and they've gone crazy and no one really knows. And research on feral ghouls, by the way, is always done poorly. They give up or they they get bit and they stop and they the research is bad. It's just it's just straight bad. Okay, you you understand the basics. And he like taps on on the board, leaning up against a desk. Like I'm just like it's like I'm sure he's got like this whole like education set up where like people he comes and gives this whole speech to. Mm-hmm. So Med is just like leaning up against a desk, like arms crossed, like no, this is bullshit. I'm not. I'm not buying this. So just to okay. Stern, play along. stern face to like <laughs> to play along. Sully has this like this persona of a mustachio gentleman, but it's like a curled handlebar with a monocle in, like. Hmm. Academic, academic robot. Okay, so you understand the basic basic premise of what makes a ghoul and a feral ghoul, as you obviously should know. But the theories normally end there. 
My theory is that we can revert back from a feral ghoul to a regular ghoul. I don't think ghouls can turn back into people. I think the damage has been done. But I think the difference between a ghoul and a feral ghoul is much more in the brain. She, she like stops him. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm not a people? No, That's sorry, a you're not. Offensive. You can't go back to. Uh, I'm. Uh, okay. What I'm. What I am claiming is that the difference between you and a feral ghoul is much more mental than physical. The difference between you and a human is physical because your damage, your body has been well damaged, uh, strengthened in some ways, but damaged. But here, here, here is my theory. Okay, you take you take a, a feral ghoul, and he points at the feral ghoul picture. With like a what, snap of the the pointer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just pop. Yep. The difference is is mental. They've lost control of themselves. They are in some ways uh, walking pits of radiation, and they are just. But otherwise, they're still you know they they walk on two legs. They can attack with their hands. They can still do things. They can. I've seen them one time. I saw Feracle open a door. Normally, they say they can't do that, but I've seen it. I've seen it happen. So here's. Here's my theory, is that something in the brain is broken. Uh, when things happen to your body, your brain makes various chemicals, right? Your brain, you know, something good happens. Your, your brain makes a thing that makes you feel good. Uh, there's all sorts of old, old studies about this. Uh, so my theory is... Kind of nods, like, yep. yeah, yeah, chemicals. Uh-huh. Yeah, chem- yeah, chemicals. Doctor stuff. Yeah, and, and most people, chemicals are just, you know, drugs that make you get high, but... But no, chemo- they, they can do much stronger, better things. My, my theory is, if I were to take the proper concoction of, of Radex, Radex being the, the drug that reduces danger caused by radiation, right? You take, you take Radex, you take Mentats to help you know, spark that, that bit, of, bit of brain power that's left in you. And then you throw in a little bit of, of, uh, of Jet. Jet speeds you up, right? So my theory is you take you take a you take a feral ghoul, and you you get a, a a little bit of jet to give them that spark, a bunch of mentats to respark that brain. Put those two together, brain goes faster, right? And then you get a bunch, bunch, bunch of radex to you know help cure the brain of radiation damage. There, radiation damage at least temporarily nullified. Brain starts working again, and then that tick of that tick of jet gets you going. Okay, then. Mitch. Then you've got a brain again. Once you've got a brain, you're no longer feral. Okay? I think Midge cuts him off right here. Okay. And so I think she was a brain surgeon in her in her time. I think she was so she know she's like listening to this, like, this is utter bullshit. I'm a hundred percent on board. So I think she cuts him off and she's like, Sir, I believe in your work. I you have this is truly revolutionary work and you know i've i've been around and i've seen all of this this stuff tell me what you need to test your work and i will do it for you okay we will discuss my payment uh i'll obviously need a deposit uh you know for for uh, materials and supplies and expenses obviously so uh but i'm i thank you Kind sir, for all of the work that you were do- doing to help ghoul kind. Indubitably. Okay, well, yes. The thing, the things I need is, well, I've got this device, and he like goes over to a side, and he like opens up this, uh, opens up the side room, and it op- essentially opens up into a secondary room. But in that room is just a bunch of these machines, and they're like 
they're jury rigged together and there's this big switch at the end. I've got this room and when I pull this lever on the other side of the room, that room will become, let's say, heavily irradiated uh, because then we have a room full of radiation, which can turn a ghoul into a, well, feral ghoul. Capturing a feral ghoul has become very difficult. Uh, I've tried it a few times and my assistants haven't stayed assistants for very long. So my, my hope is to find a, uh, and he like, he's like, waving his hand, a volunteer to, to go in. Say no more. You want me to get some poor sucker, uh, 20 miles down the road, uh, who got himself irradiated a hundred years ago. Done. I mean, um, not many of your assistants were robots. He switches back to the Chicago street stuff. I mean, come on, come on. We're, we're ready made for this. Let's talk price. I, I, okay. So. You're, you're going to get me a, a ghoul, and then we you will... You want two ghouls? I'll get you two ghouls. I... Hey, we're going oh, to special. Two, two, yeah, two, two ghouls. Two ghouls is better than... Well, two ghouls... No. No, one ghoul. Because here's the problem. We need we need Sorry, him... I'm hearing he wants three ghouls. Three ghouls? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, we need it to be one, because here's what's going to happen. Fine, four ghouls, final offer. Mm-hmm. We're going to take the one, one ghoul, and we're going to put them in this room. I flip the switch, gets radiated. We wait a few hours. Uh, eventually, they will become, well, feral, okay? Uh, we'll check on them to make sure they are feral, okay? After that happens, we need to uh, pin them down, control them in some way. Uh, we could tie them down beforehand, but from what I've found is if a ghoul is pinned down when the feralification happens... Yeah, we don't like it, that. It, it doesn't. It doesn't go. It doesn't go very well. So we need to then take, take this said ghoul, the, the, the volunteer that you've found, mm-hmm. and then inject them with, and he he like you know opens up another drawer and he's like, uh, and he there's this like giant tub of like you know chemicals like swirling together. I've got this, and he you know bangs it's on like the tub. In a bag. Like I'm imagining like a Ziploc bag. Yeah. Just full of loose chemicals. It's like yeah. jungle juice. Yeah. It's like, then we, we inject them with this uh, straight into the brain. He like taps on his skull straight straight into the brain. And then uh, it, it shouldn't take longer than a minute. Uh, the ghoul will wake up and then be well back to normal. But the thing I don't know, and this is this is the, the, the dangerous part, is after if, after it works, is will they continue to need that supply of drugs or will they have been cured that's the part that gets very tricky cool thanks doctor this is a great idea uh allow me a second to to confer with my uh my associate here uh be right back and then so i think she like goes over to the corner and like pulls over to goes over to slice like okay so let me get this straight first of all this guy has a lot of drugs i'm into that uh i think i think we could potentially get a bunch of drugs from this guy that would get us money also drugs uh okay so he wants us to get a like a a sentient ghoul so that we can turn it into a feral ghoul so that he can pretend because he thinks he can turn it back into a person with unknown long-term effects correct am i getting that right okay 100 percent um so I, one one thing, uh, and he, you know, because he has a whispering to each other, right? Or are yeah. you? Okay. I, if, if you want, um, 
well, and he points at you, you're a ghoul. I, we could just run the experiment on you. Well, thanks, buddy. Actually, uh, funny story. I'm not actually a ghoul. Uh, it's this thing. I have a skin condition. Uh, it's it's pretty bad. It's psoriasis. Uh <laughs> You know, thanks, thanks for thinking of me, but yeah, not actually going to work on me. Uh, we'll we'll get back to you though. Uh, I think we're gonna we have a we have a lead on this whole thing. Literally, uh, haven't seen aloe vera in centuries. Yeah, it's 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 a horrible condition. And she's like, okay, so she pulls Solly over again, and she's like, this guy's fucking nuts. Yeah. Uh, do we do we think we can find some poor sucker? Maybe we can find him a feral ghoul and convince him that it's a regular ghoul and it's just a stupid guy. I mean, hell, we if we drug it, the... if we drug it up enough, I mean, it's not going to attack us if we go say hi. So like, let's go find a pack right. of feral ghouls. Let's like inject it with an, like, and so she like pulls out her pockets and I think she's got her, her doctor kit. Uh, I think, you know, we got enough. Uh, I think we got enough on us. Like, you know, we shoot it up with the drugs that we have, bring it back and, you know, eventually he'll find out, oh, feral ghoul is still feral ghoul. And then we'll take our, our cut and all of the drugs we can find. Done. Perfect. Yeah, checks out. I mean, I'm, uh... Awesome. You know, it's so she... uh, another squishy meat bag trying to do something stupid, so, uh, eh, why not? Perfect. Squishy meat bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she, like, kind of turns around to the doctor and she's like, okay, sir... We're going to go set out. We're going to find you just the ghoul that you need. Uh, so excited about the research. Uh, thank you again. Uh, how much can you uh, offer us as, in, in terms of hazard pay? Um, we'll need expenses. Uh, ballpark, how much How much this is worth to you? I mean, uh, to science. What, I mean, for science. To, for science is the, the greatest payment. Ah. Uh, Learning is learning is good, but if you want more than that, um, hmm, I don't, I don't have that much money, but I do. What any, about like, that drawer full of jet? Like I'm, it's, like there's just like a drawer full of like loose syringes full of chemicals. Like, I, I how about I just take that? I, I, I have plenty of of various drugs, mostly, mostly Radex, uh, and Mentats. I do have some jet, not, not a not infinite jet, but I, I do have a. A bunch of radex and mentats, but I, I can I can Perfect. throw some jet in there as well if if, if you need it. Great, uh, you know it would be helpful. Well, uh, yeah. So she just like grabs a handful uh, out of the drawer of just like loose drugs, and she's like, "We'll take this for now, uh, and we'll be back, and uh, we'll take the rest of it." Uh, okay. How about how about that? So and then, what, so what she, is it that you grabbed? You just grabbed a, a, a random. I I would be willing to roll and see how valuable <laughs> the handful of loose okay. drugs. Uh, yeah, screw it. Roll me, roll me just a a d ten, and there's a uh-huh. high. There's a high odds. It's just mostly mentats and and or radix. But yeah, roll me what you get. The higher, the better, basically. Oh, sorry. Just do slash r space d ten. Yep. Uh, just like as okay. a random roll. Give me one second. I'm having to type. Uh, yeah, because I think she just like, it's just like uncapped syringes and like boxes of pills. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, this this looks fine. Uh, oh, sorry. It'd be uh, here. I'll I'll just I'll do it for you. Slash R D ten. Uh, oh, there you go. Got nine. It. Okay, good. So nine is good. Did the slash backwards. It's all good. So you got a nine out of your D ten roll. So from that, it's pretty good. Which means uh, you may have a- happened to get a couple jet. 
So I'm going to say what you got there was... God, he has so much drugs. Yeah, he's got two jet, and then you got uh, two mintats. Awesome. Nice. And then, I, and then a Radex, if you care, but I know Radex does nothing for you, but you also well, have a Radex. Right. Would it heal me? Uh, I don't know. That's a little uh, question. I'll so, take it, though. So That's, Radix, that shit's expensive. So right. taking Radex grants the character an innate rad rating of one for the remaining of the counter. Um, if... This increase also applies to any rad rating granted by Armor Worn. So effectively what it will give you is it will give you a rad resistance but radiation heals you, so it really won't do anything for you. The only case that may come up is if you go into a place that's like highly, highly radiated, that's where I'm going to sell comes. it, though. Yeah, well, yeah, more likely you can sell it, but if you were to go into a highly radiated place, you could use that to lower the chance of you turning feral or into a glowing Oh, one. shit, that is a risk. I guess, yeah, the oh, whole yeah. Uh, experiment here. Uh, yeah, okay, well, I'm probably going to sell it, but... It's nice to have options. Yeah, yeah, uh, cool. So I'm going to take that, and then let's uh, head out the door and see if we can maybe go out into the wilderness and uh, find some feral ghouls to for our daring con. Okay, cool. So I think uh, we will see you guys, and you're just heading out to the edge of town, basically? Yes. To, like, go out? Because in to town... the nearest there's... cave, I'm sure. Yeah, because in town, it would only happen if there was, like, an abandoned part of Des Moines. Yeah. Um, which there may or may not be without lurking around. You can just go to the edge of town and then find, again, an abandoned cave or some, you know, rest stop middle of nowhere or, you know, blah, some building middle of nowhere that they've taken up. I have been to right. a lot of rest stops in uh, rural Iowa and, like, Kansas and Nebraska. And I'm not going to lie, uh, I would not disbelieve that there's yeah. feral I mean, they're already basically zombies right. in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, throw a couple hundred years of, it's you know, a lot of abandoned out. gas stations that are really terrifying. What, what oh, yeah. if they got into the botanical center? Oh my God, you could do that. <laughs> Just that domed building. It's okay. Like a zoo. Anyway. So you guys, we'll be back. The, yeah, the, the last shot of, uh, I think this part is going to be you guys walking out of town to go look for some feral ghouls. So we'll be right back for part three of episode Con two. Con artistry. Yeah. 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 Stay tuned. of Des Moines to find some feral ghouls. So going to beat them up and uh, take them into town and nothing could go wrong with that. And I guess so normally feral ghouls attack on site, but they attack humans. They don't really attack ghouls. I don't would they attack. I, I guess they may so. not even attack robots. I think we're good to just walk in and. Uh, right. I think our biggest uh, biggest no, it's not like, threat it's not like is... you can talk to them. You no, because they're still feral. I think um, they'll just probably ignore me. Right. Well, no, I, and I, w- I wouldn't say ignore. They're not going to be aggressive towards you, right? Mm-hmm. It's but like if I go to a place where I can't speak the same language as someone, but they're not outwardly aggressive to me, they're just going to notice me. But if I then try to kidnap one of them, that do they have? Could... I don't know that they have a 
conceptualization of kidnapping. Though, I mean, yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, they, I think if we just kind of like uh, get what like corner it and uh, but yeah, if you, if you can corner one of them, yes, it's more of a like it will then be violent. To, like that one will be violent towards you. So but down the in the other comment section, do feral <laughs> ghouls conceptualize yeah. things like kidnapping? Do they let us know? Do they have uh, uh, awareness of self? <laughs> comment below. Okay. <laughs> so we'll find out we'll roll that shit oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah where where does this happen like and you know it's kind of up to you guys is it is it yeah is it at another gas station is it at a you know hotel in the middle of nowhere where where is i think happen? i think uh midge just kind of thinks about it i think she walks like a couple of hours out of town i think they get to the edge of town and she just kind of looks around uh and she's like she's like i'm gonna vibe this one I think I think I can if I were a feral ghoul I think I know where I would hide. So I think she just kind of starts walking and like hopes that she'll she'll find like or her like senses will pick up on one. Okay. Or she'll like see some place and be like, "Yeah, yeah, let's check there." Okay. I think under his breath Sully goes, "Why don't you act like after you're done drinking heavily, you should turn feral then." Oh, Sully. Sully, uh, Sully, Sully. <laughs> poor, poor robot soul. How valuable do you think you would be to scrappers? I'm just saying. Oh, not as you valuable me. as you want to that doctor. You, you sass me. I'm just <laughs> saying. Maybe it's not worth it anymore. Oh, well, that's up to you. Okay, roll me a perception check there's no difficulty it's more of a, i just want to see how quickly you're able to find one of these places by just sort of like mm-hmm. getting a feel for it let's see perception right there man i don't think i had as good as i thought i did okay so two successes perfect uh not great but not horrible uh on three dice so you are able to find you're able to find it it's probably an hour or two later, like after you've gotten out outside of town and you start going through various places, just back and forth go, yeah. sass on the way. Exactly, and and you oh, know 100%. almost immediately when you get to a place if it does or doesn't have ghouls there because like you open up the front door, if you, as you open the door you would either see or hear them. I'm sure it's like a radiation sense too. Exactly. Like I mean, yeah, it's a little bit of yeah, it's more radiated. If you walk inside and it's both not radiated and you don't hear or see anything, especially if you like bang on something and make a noise and then you don't hear like them responding to it. You can mm-hmm. know, like, okay, this place is clear. So you check a couple places, and eventually, maybe the third place you go to, you find it. What is this place? Is this place, again, a gas station, a hotel? A... I think, so in the middle of kind of a field, uh, I think there's, like, an auto body repair shop. And okay. So I think there's right. a couple of, like, cars that are in the front that have, you know, kind of broken down, obviously. But I think, like, in the basement, there was a couple of, like, engines because i know the cars they run off of the the nuclear the mini nuclear engines so okay. i think in the basement there was a couple of stored and so i think there's ah so there's that maybe, uh-huh. leaked. i think cool. there's some leaking radiation there okay so yeah you guys find yourself to this yeah auto repair shop with you know stuff broken out uh out front and you know and maybe there was like a ghoul wandering around outside um but mm-hmm. You know, on the ins, you know, there's definitely a lot more going on. But yeah, there one of them's, you know, sort of wandering and then he like crawls in this hole and then you see inside, you know, you, you sort of get closer to it and you see there's a number of them inside of this place. 
What Perfect. Do do? Uh, so I think Midge turns to Sully and she's like, okay, how do you want to play this? So I have some drugs. We have no idea if they're going to work, but we could try it. We could right. shoot up the corner one, shoot it up, see what happens. Checks out. And how exactly do you plan on shooting them up? You don't have like a syringe or anything like that. So would I not? Gonna... I, have a, I have my full doctor kit. What? Okay. Sorry. When I say syringer, you don't have like the gun that shoots needles of drugs at oh, people. Yeah. I bet. Well, I mean, so we could probably just like walk straight up. I mean, they, they would notice us, but like, yeah. let's say if we just go up and like I, I feel grab like, one. I feel like a feral ghoul responding to a ghoul going up to them is kind of like a dog seeing another dog out in nature. It's like, oh, okay. I see you. I sniff at you. I acknowledge you, but I'm not going to quite bite you right away, but I'm oh. looking at you. So you, know? you gotta lure one out or like right. rope it somehow. <laughs> hmm. Sully, what have you got? Come up hmm. with some plans here. Can we just like grab it and drag it? I guess no. They probably wouldn't like us if we just I drag mean, it through town. Well, if it's drugged up enough, it's fine. I don't hmm. think I want to test that. That's fair. That's fair. I it's mean, you could just. You know, try to get close to it, bind it, and you know, let's just do it like let's, on Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. It's let's true. walk up and uh, let's just walk down there and see what we can see. Maybe there's like a rope or something down there, and we can just uh, drag it along that way. Checks out to me. Cool. Let's just yeah, we head straight into into the garage to see what's okay. In there. So you actually go inside the garage. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Why not? So when you, when you get in the garage, there's probably, um. 10 or 15 of these things sort of wandering around, right? Cool. Um, most of them are on the main floor. There's like one or two that are like up in sort of like the like raftery area near um, up above. And then, yeah, there's uh, underneath the cars, there's like a hole where they would, again, do repairs on it from below. And down there, you can see it sort of opens up into like an underground-esque area. So down there is where they both work on stuff down below, but also that's where the generators are and there's more of them down there because either they've mm-hmm. fallen and they haven't figured out how to climb back out or, you know, there's radiation down there, so they're sort of, like, drawn to it. Mm-hmm. So there's probably six or seven of them down in, like, the lower section of the garage and then somewhere between three and five up above. Cool. This is the part in any video game where I scream and start crying. I, I hate zombies, so. <laughs> Too many. I'm, I'm really bad at this, but. Uh, yeah, there's, there's five of them up in the, like, main section. Okay. So five in the main section, probably one up above you, just like walking around in like some rafter areas. And then most of them are down below. Perfect. So I want to look around and see if there is there any like, I don't know, convenient chains that we could like, or is there like a big bag or like a cart or something? Is there anything that we could like really obviously just shove one in without any trouble and like drag it back to town? Um, I mean, bags... Not, I mean, there's, I mean, there's probably, well, okay, let's just thinking of it. Most of the time in the games when you're playing, the places where the uh, feral ghouls are aren't mm-hmm. inhabited, and they look like they were almost never inhabited, right? They were almost right. like when the bombs fell, ghouls came here, and they've always lived here. So, right. with that in mind, a car repair shop probably isn't going to have like random bags other than you know various supplies here and there. chains definitely there's definitely various you know bits of like chains metals tools that sort of stuff is all over the place Mm 
Right. But when I'm thinking bag, I'm almost thinking like a sleeping bag or like a plastic bag for like, and like those kind of things aren't going to be big enough for sturdy. If you're looking for something like bigger and, you know, clothier, and that really isn't a thing here. This is much more like industrial. Right. So I think, yeah, Midge kind of like looks around uh, and yeah, see if we can find some like chains or something to like, yeah, maybe we can wrap it up in the chains just in case it like wakes up or something. Right. So yeah, yeah. Midge is gonna look for some some chains and just kind of like poke in between all of them and see. Okay. And yeah, again, as you're like wandering through this, every time you sort of pass by one of them, they like they mm-hmm. they give you this like side weird look. They they pretty much completely ignore Sully because Sully, mm-hmm. unless Sully does something, Sully is inorganic. Blah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, they 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 give Midge a look here and there. But yeah, as you pick up a chain, again, when the noise happens, initially a lot of them look towards the chain and they say, oh, it's just you. Okay, you're fine. Oh, no dumb human. Yeah, no exactly. Meat. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so you grab a chain and again, there's like five of them wandering around up above. Um, what do you do? Uh, so Midge is kind of like, okay, Sully, which mm-hmm. one looks the stupidest? Well, if you want my honest truth... Uh... Don't finish that. Uh, okay, so he wants one that he he's going to try and make it think that it's a person. So is there like a tame looking one or is there like a... Maybe we should just go about it and, and just pick one that we think we can get the easiest. We could hit it over the head. I'm going to stab it with the... Let's see. Radex? What I mean, would work the best, do you think? Maybe just a mix of all of it. I mean, I mean, maybe. yeah. So Radex is, reduces the danger caused by radiation. Normally, Radex would do basically nothing to a ghoul, other than prevent you yeah. if you wanted to. If you were going to go into a highly, highly concentrated radiated place, What's it, it may do? protect you yeah. from it. But it, normal, in normal situations, Radex does nothing to ghouls. Huh. Um, Mentats increases brain. Brains. Medex. Psycho is not what we want to do. Yeah, psych- no, psycho makes no. them angry. <laughs> Medex makes them resilient to pain. Um, jet makes them faster. Buff out. Um, what is buff out again? Buff out makes you stronger. Yep. So buff out steroids. Yeah. Yeah. So our option uh, is try to sedate it or make it a death claw in a feral ghoul body. Cool. No, don't want to do that. Uh, let's just kind of like maybe we can get some of these chains like wrapped around it and then like pull it a little bit till we get it out of out of the 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 auto body shop. And then we just like hit it over the head, and I'm going to attach it to you, Sully, and we'll just drag it all the way back. I mean, what could go wrong? Build the short okay, so long. So what is what is the specific the specific thing you're doing? You've got a chain, and the two of you are going to approach one of them, and then I just get, grab it. Yeah, I got a a big pile of chains, and I'm just going to like, just like you would like a a, a feral dog. I'm just going to kind of carefully like, what a what a good ghoul, what what a good little guy. Uh, I want. Is there one that looks like particularly tame and or confused and or like do I vibe? Yeah, do I vibe check? Are any one of these ghouls just like particularly? (laughs) Is there one where it's like, yeah, this is this is a ghoul who wants to be a person? So okay, is this this is this like a Pinocchio thing? Where like I don't I don't think there's a way for you to check their like mental. processing power but Which there, 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 the some, some of the ghouls are much like most of the ghouls are a little bit slower they're just sort of like they're not really moving around a whole lot 
Um, they're just sort of like looking in their immediate area, and if there's a noise, they react to that noise. So or like they're they're much more one track brain. They hear noise, they look at noise, they go towards the noise, right? Yeah. There is probably two or three of the ghouls that are much more exploratory, mm-hmm. where they're actually like wandering around looking at stuff, picking things up and like kind of no, they don't understand it, but they're like they're yeah. more like outward going. So there's probably two or three of those like roaming style ghouls and then yeah. probably eight or nine of the much more basic reactionary, just basic normal ghouls. For our purposes, which do we think we want? Because I frankly have no, I don't give a shit if it actually works. Because yeah, the, the right. what's going to be easier for are, us to carry. Easier is going to be the ones that aren't moving around as much. Right. The I ones want... that are like exploring, again, they're moving around. But if you're looking for like that, oh, this one may be more likely to think. No, 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 we want, well, I don't know. Sully, what do you think? Do you want a stupid one or do we want one that might actually work? And the like Midge cuts herself off. Like, what am I talking about? This is the dumbest thing ever. This is never going to work. Right. If you want to see uh, Mr. Mad Doctor twist in the wind, they say we get a stupid one and watch him uh, have his whole life fall apart. Yeah, there's no way this is gonna work. Let's just pick the nearest one. We pick, yeah, whichever one is like closest to us of the okay. of the stupid kind. Like, just kind of like. Okay. So yeah, you you find you wait until yeah one of the stupid ones is sort of off on his own. Yeah. And then you approach it. When you approach it, he looks at you and like again gives you that like nice, sniff, looks nice at your doggy. eyes. He's like, what what you know? And and there's that moment where he's like, what's up with you? The uh, Labrador, okay the now. Labrador retriever of of feral ghouls, like right. mm-hmm. so 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 dumb, but so cute. <laughs> I want okay. that one. So the two of you approach this thing. He, you know, again looks kind of cautious, but as long as you guys aren't like directly next, like both of you like touching him close, he's mm-hmm. fine. But as soon as you both get too close to him, he's gonna start reacting. So what is the order of who doing what? So and then okay, we may need to make some rolls. We're gonna make some rolls. It just depends on what kind of rolls. Right. I think uh, so. Midge kind of walks up to him. She kind of gestures for Sully to kind of like stand back. So Midge kind of walks up to him. She's got the chain in her hands and she's just kind of like animal talking <laughs> to this nice school. I bet you're a really nice school. Like you just want some some good human brains, huh? And so she kind of is slowly like putting like putting the chain like next to it so it kind of gets used to it and then eventually she's gonna like put the chain around its neck or like kind of over its shoulders and then like slowly start pulling it towards the door and see if she can kind of coax it like okay. like a dog okay so yeah you put it put it around but it's not like choking and then you sort no, of no, like no. kind of drag guiding, in the general direction guiding it like maybe like a maybe like a horse like which animal is it just like Using like gentle pressure to like convince him that this is the way that he wants to go. Okay. Uh, sounds good. Then with that, roll me. I feel bad. I keep having you roll driving. like perception. Yeah. Ooh. Oh shit! No, <laughs> not driving. See, weirdly, that actually kind of fits. Or operating or piloting. Right. So, because it's or not, survival. It's not. And I was gonna have you roll a social check. I, not I with don't. I don't feel like it makes sense there. No. Yeah, it's more like an animal handling or. Um, I feel like maybe survival since it's like a ghoul ghoul thing, but uh, that 
is really. Yeah. Uh, how about this? I'll let you roll survival, but um, I'm going to add in a black dice that because it's fair. kind of weird. That's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. Because yeah, it's Check it's it not out. normal survival. It's it's some weird combination of like survival plus this driving. Is the dumbest idea ever. Let's try. Exactly. It. Yeah. Like you're like I'm not an enemy of yours. Here, come over here, shake your hand. It's like you know, shaking the you know the shiny thing for the baby to have the baby crawl over there. In, it yeah, doesn't actually my, mean the baby's walking. It's more it's, of a like. In my head, yeah. it's a combination of of like a, a dog and a toddler. Like okay, what is during all of this? What is Sully doing? I think he's just got his uh, you know, his uh, optical sensors on a swivel. Got the laser rifles out just in case. Okay. Aimed Some idiot vault what? dweller like comes in right now, like right. I think well, actually, I think he's got you know because he remembers the sound bit. He's got a brick in one of his like talons, ready to throw. See if he can distract other ones that get too close. Maybe the okay. wrong video game. That's The Last of Us. Okay, so yeah, you've got you know noise thing in one hand, and then the other hand is just got gun out ready. I assume. Yes. Okay, and the gun is ready to shoot. Whatever the ghoul, okay, whatever. If something comes out, but not, not the not ghoul, the, yeah, not Midge's ghoul, but any right. of the other ghouls, basically. Okay, right. Basically, if one of them comes by, you want to distract them, and if you can't distract them, kill them. Right. Okay, cool. Uh, with that in mind, I think we are good for uh, Midge that to roll. roll up that like weird survival check. I've got it set up on my end. Okay. Ooh, yeah. so you've got a net, uh, no successes, no failures one advantage dice yeah but we have so, one story point don't we yeah you do have your last story point you could spend that story point to Dude. buy a success i feel like this is now or never i feel like do you have any uh, objections nope because it could get twisted i yeah i i think we're gonna use that story point for that success okay i'd send that my way and put it in the character sheet as well yeah changing tabs okay so, uh, you buy a success, which means you've got a success and an advantage to try to, like, you know, guide this guy out with the chain. And then as soon as you get outside, you're then going to, like, raise the chain to, like, make it so we can't move. Mm-hmm. Is the goal? Okay. Kind of, like, wrap it around him a couple of toi- times and then hopefully, Twins. like, yeah, coins. Some coins. Okay. So, while you're doing that, uh, I'm going to have the other feral ghouls and specifically it's going to be one of the like the quote smart ones that roam around uh one of the smart ones i'm going to see if they happen to come in your direction sully so i'm going to roll let's just say a d4 to see what direction he goes in and one of them is going to be towards you so uh and there is two of them on this floor so let's roll for the second guy okay so of the two like smart ghoul and again none of them are smart but they're like wandering ghouls right. two of the wandering ones one of them is going off a different direction but one Attempted, does actually maybe. sort of walks towards and less so you and more so he's heading towards the door that Midge is taking the other ghoul to. And you uh-huh. see this one sort of like at a weird angle. He's not, you know, he's on the other side of Midge from you and he happens to be going towards where Midge is going. And you uh-huh. notice this because, that you know, you're just trying to keep an eye out on things. What do you do? I think noticing that uh, like if, uh, you know, the room is a a rectangle and they're both headed toward the door. Uh, he throws to the furthest, he throws the brick to the furthest corner. See if he can get him to. Okay. So you throw it like past that, that ghoul that's coming in that direction. 
to get hit on the wall behind him so we would turn around and go the other way. Yes. It's okay. a combination of every single video game and movie zombie. Right. Yeah. Has ever been. Roll me a athletics check, I think, makes the most sense here. Just yeah. to like throw it accurately in a place you want it to go. Alright. It'd be actually no, it could be either athletics or it could be coordination. Either one of those. Let's see. It's definitely gonna be athletics. Okay. And, and then uh my question to you is mm-hmm. how how I guess how far are you throwing this and or how because if you want to hit like a very particular thing, like I want to hit that can sitting on that table on the other side of the room. That's like a difficulty three or four check. Right. But if you do it, it's like boom, perfect, you're good. Um, if you just want to hit the wall, that's an easier check, but it's less uh, effective, I guess is the best way to put it. I think, you know, he, he saw this like shelf full of old tools and stuff, and he's going to try to like chuck it at that shelf and hopefully okay, so get something. Pretty, so it's a pretty big shelf, but yeah. okay. Okay. It could come up short. <laughs> okay. So here's what I'm going to do I'm going to give you a blue dice because the shelf should be fairly easy to do. Mm-hmm. But a so we do. I'm gonna say it's difficulty three to yeah yeah difficulty three trying to hit a particular thing. But if he hits said thing, it'll be a bit easier to manage because it's got a bunch of stuff on it. Right. All right. Ready on your end. Yeah, I'm good. Sorry. All right, and rolling athletics. Okay, so you got a net. One success and two advantage. So yeah, you you throw the thing, it hits something on that shelf, and then it starts to tumble. And my gut feeling is the two blue dice makes the most sense that it probably distracts more than just the one guy. It distracts a few of them. Mm-hmm. So if there's any other things you guys need to do, you've got a blue dice on whatever next check you do Sweet. against anything in here, basically, other than the one that is being chained out. But like on anything else, you guys have like some distraction set up. Do you want to get two ghouls? <laughs> Uh, let's, let's, get, uh, let's get four more ghouls. Let's just get a whole train of ghouls. We don't have enough chain. Go, 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 go. Okay. So, yeah, I, uh, Midge is going to pull out her, her pet ghoul. Okay. So, you. Yeah, the, the dynamics of that are actually kind of fucked up if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Midge, like, points this out on her way out. She's like, wow, so this is actually a little weird, huh? Like, man really thinking about the nature of, of, of existence and this could just as easily be me, I guess. So maybe it doesn't make sense to, and she just kind of starts thinking about it and like maybe starts to get a little bit distracted okay. as she's like thinking out loud, like, Hey, Sully, yeah. this, is, this is kind of fucked up. Yeah. Um, that seems like a squishy meat bag thing, but you can think they can't. It's fine. But like, what if they can't? I mean, what well, if, maybe the doctor will be right. Oh, man. I mean, I guess that's stupid, but what if he's right? Man, I, this is too weird for me. I'm going to go, like, get wicked drunk after this. Let's just get them, get this guy in and and go back to the doctor and see what happens. So, like, is he all so, the way? Can we, so, do we manage to get him out all the way? So you, you get him outside and then, yeah, you, you're able to get him outside of the building. Yes. Perfect. So I want to, like, once we have them, like, kind of out of the hearing range of all of the others, like, where we can upset them, I just want to, like, quick as I can, like, wrap him really, really well in chains and then secure it and then attach him to Sully somehow. Okay. (laughs) So when you get outside and you start, like, tying him up, that's when he's going to start reacting to you. He doesn't want to be tied up. 
that's when it's like, oh, this person is enemy. Now I eat this person. Yeah, yeah. So when you do that, do you, I assume you're going to coordinate with Sully on this? Hell yeah. Because yep. it's, it's going to be like a combined athletics check versus this guy. Yeah, maybe we can like, yeah, if he's chained, maybe we can like, I'll grab the feet and like walk behind. Right. Maybe that'll be enough. But we'll yeah, let's combined athletics and then we have an extra blue dice. Okay, so yeah, um, well, so Sully will give you a blue dice for your athletics check, basically. Zo- zombie wrangling? Uh, yep. Okay. So yeah, you're going to make an athletics a... check. You've got a, I'll add the blue on my end. Is that not a set skill, zombie wrangling? <laughs> uh... Okay. Whenever you're, are you ready? Yep, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you roll that, and then this guy is going to roll, and he's only got two green dice, so you probably will beat him, unless he gets real lucky. Famous last words. Hmm. Uh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna use a jam story point. Oh, that's so there good. You go. God damn it. Uh, so he's gonna have a slightly higher chance. He's still low chance, but slightly higher chance. So he gets. Wow, that was close. You guys, you, so both uh, Midge and the Ghoul got two successes. Midge got two advantage, and the uh, Ghoul got one advantage. So I think that. I like the idea of it being like, you know, you got a 2.2 and he got a 2.1. Yeah. So it was a very close pull. It devolves right? into like and a yeah, wrestling and like, match. There's a moment right. where you think, oh, no, this thing is going to break free and then scream. You know, the problem is if it breaks free and then like screams, then yeah. all the other ghouls are going to get pissed off. Right? right. So, you know, you're probably like holding it like chain, like probably the first thing to do is like pull the chain up to his like mouth or something and like pull mm-hmm. that so that he can't like properly yell anything. And it's. You know, it's a struggle and it's probably longer than you like. It's probably like 30 seconds of like, you know, grunting and like trying and like probably, you know, Sully or Midge at various points yeah. saying, you know, various one liners like, you know, just, you swearing. Know. Yeah. Right. And Get yeah, the it's leg. Just, it, it's just, the leg. Yeah. Long, but eventually you're able to like pin it. It's got its arms behind its back um, tied up. Yeah. Just you know, wrapped legs, up in like a legs chain like tied cocoon. together. Yep. And yeah, and then yeah, like chain is like in his mouth, like a almost like a ball gag, but it's this like giant <laughs> chain, just like ah, and he's he's like growling at you, but he can't make it that loud. It's just like ah, and that's about it. Good. I think Midge is kind of like breathing hard, and she just kind of eventually like pats it on, like pats the like chain cocoon, like okay, there we go. Uh, got him, got him ready to go. Let's uh, let's drag him back to town and. Uh, See if we can find any uh, miracles of science. All right. I'm interested okay. to see how this goes. So you, you then drag this creature back mm-hmm. to town. Kicking um, and, and the screaming, enti- the enti- as it were. The, the entire way it's struggling, right? Like, it's, like, yeah. shaking its body, trying to get free. It can't, like, move its arms or legs. But it's, like, it's just shaking his entire body Twitching. to try and yeah. do whatever he can to get away and or to eat you. Really, he's not trying to get away. He's trying to eat you is what he's yeah. trying to do. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have the presence of mind to, like, actually escape. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Midge, like, on the way back, she's just kind of walking next to this, like, sideshow. Uh, and she's like, man, I think we should – should we name him? I think we should name him. If he's going to, like, die or get fucked up for science, like, what's a good name? <laughs> it's, like, squishy. Dummy. I mean, it's squishy. Dummy. Oh, it feels kind of mean. Uh, uh, Walter. I mean, it could be a Walter. I don't know. And she like kind of looks to him and she like kind of pats him on the head like to and like causing him to like freak out again. Like, do you, are you a Walter buddy? How about Bernie? Bernie? I don't know. 
he, maybe he's a Bernie. And they have this conversation like all the way. Mm-hmm. They go through like 50 names. Just, is it I I don't know, maybe he's like a like a an artsy type. What if he's like a like a Aquarius? Do you think he's like a something like astrological like Ooh, horoscope signs? Uh Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. How about what Adam? If he, Adam? You know. He's a little on the nose. Like, like right. I don't know. Hmm. I don't think we've got maybe maybe the doctor will have something. Keith. Keith? Oh, there it is. It's Keith. It's totally Keith. Keith the ghoul. He's, he's such a Keith. This is this is the most Keith ghoul that there's ever been. I'm hundred percent sold on Keith. This this Keith guy is gonna be there be a really irradiated, exactly the same that he is now or he's going to be the smartest feral ghoul in the world i'm excited to see what the future holds for keith (laughs) who knows good luck keith yep okay okay so you guys eventually make it back to town Mm -hmm. um this thing's struggling the entire way and it's probably you know like it's just when you get into town it's it gets weirder because again it's still struggling but then you're walking through town dragging a tied up feral ghoul and people Give you guys a wide berth. I think we see the same guys that we saw before, uh, and ah, I think the guys that, the, the, yep, the who helped us. Uh, I think we wave and we're like, "Remember, you know, see the show tonight. It's going to be a good one." Woo! And I think Just like I think they run up to like like wave and like say hi, and then like yeah. as they get probably eight feet away from you, they go, "What? What, what is that? Totally, what was that? Totally a prop." Uh, yeah, this guy's just got a lot of like really good stage blood meanwhile he just, he's like like just you know yeah. shaking and like growling and at you guys yeah uh method uh method actor keith is uh, a professional he's he's just yeah he's really one of those guys that just gets so into into his role uh it's really inspiring actually but you probably don't want to be too close to him at this point like you know he's in character he's, he won't be done till the show's he, over He's uh, he's gonna he's gonna bite just because that's how dedicated he is to uh, to the show. Uh, okay, th- thanks and uh, good luck, Keith. And Sport they like the wave. Arts. Yep. They thanks. wave at the the ghoul. Break a after. leg, you simpleton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meat bags. Ugh. So so uncultured. <laughs> and eventually, you guys make it back to the 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 doctor's home slash hospital slash drug den. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of these things yes. home of, of science yeah yeah it's science with big air quotes around it mm-hmm. so you you get inside you open the front door and with immediately he it's, it's uh, oh it, you're he, he looks yeah. down to the like that that's quite the volunteer so uh this yeah this is the tricky part and so uh midge kind of walks up and like pulls him uh away towards a corner and just kind of leaves Sully with uh, with Keith. And so she, she kind of pulls the doctor aside and she's like, look, uh, here's, I'm going to be honest with you. We couldn't find a volunteer necessarily. Uh, this is a, a friend of my cousin, actually. Funny thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they dated and, you know, this guy was a real asshole. So I want to say, like, no, strictly speaking, this guy isn't a volunteer, but I will tell you this. He is not a feral ghoul. 
and I can I can absolutely promise promise you that. Uh, he can't talk right now. He's a little upset, and uh, it it definitely took a lot to get him here. But I can a hundred percent guarantee he is all that you need to do the experiment that you want to do. Yes. Okay. Can you roll me a deception check? Difficulty yeah. three because this guy oh studies God. ghouls for a living. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm a ghoul. I should know, obviously. Yeah. Uh, okay. Deception. Yep. Deception. Oh, I wish I hadn't put everything into melee. Uh, okay. <laughs> Possibly. Oh. Okay. Oof. Okay. This guy looks at you. You've got uh, two oh, failures yeah. and an advantage. Yeah. He looks at you and just goes, "Ma'am, I, I've, I've been studying ghouls for fifty years. I, I, I know what a feral ghoul is, but the, a feral I'm... ghoul is fine. I just the last few times I tried to get feral ghouls, well, someone got bit and or dead. Uh yeah, I, they're I, mean I, like I... that. But I'm gonna be honest with you, you're." doubt hurts me because i've been a ghoul for like you know 300 plus years or whatever so uh i i think i know better than you uh it, what intelligence quote unquote looks like uh and I'm, I'm really hurt by your frankly racist attitude uh so it's bigoted and it's offensive and i i hope that you take this opportunity to learn uh, and she just huffs off. Uh, okay, so uh, so we have a feral ghoul. That's even better than before. My um, cousin, uh, her ex-boyfriend, Keith, excuse you. Okay, Keith, the feral ghoul, uh, is here. Um, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going to well, shoot him up or what? Let's see this. And he, he's like, uh, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's get to it. And he drags out this chair, you know, you know, doesn't like the like long melon metal drag across the table puts <laughs> it in the middle. It's like, okay. Yeah. Keith is puts, just like screaming. Puts it down. Can you, can you, uh, well, hmm, he's already tied up. Can you put him there? And then, and he pulls that rope. You can tie him to the chair with this so that, well, we don't know what's going to happen. We need to be very, very secure with this. And, uh, I need to prepare, uh, my, my drugs. And then you hear the, like the snapping of him putting on gloves. Oh, um, at the other side of a table. Okay. Yes, Sully, uh, come over and uh, help me get him into this uh, this chair. Right. So just kind of like, yeah, he like. I guess they. I don't even know how you would do this, really. Like, I don't like. like yeah, maybe they like, just tied tied up thing, and then and yeah. you could even just take like some of the chain you've got to drag him with, and then just tie that around yeah. the chair. Maybe instead. he's maybe in the end. I don't even think he's like sitting in the chair. I think he's like tied sideways to the chair. Yeah, that and works. And I think it's just like, yeah, 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 good enough. Like, should have been more specific. But uh, yeah, so he's just kind of like sideways and upside down, like not uh, technically correct. Technically, he's in the chair, but like not by any actual standards. Okay. Uh, and then he is, yeah, putting together this, you know, drug secret, secret concoction. Um, do you want to talk to him about payment before or after this? Cause again, he's kind of jumping into it, but I wasn't sure. I know that you're very particular in what you get. Uh, no, I think I want to wait until after. Cause I think if Midge is like, man, if this actually works, uh, 
I don't know. I think I think also Midge is kind of like caught up in the the excitement. I think Midge is kind of like temporarily forgotten. I think you know she can always swipe a bunch of stuff on her way out. Okay. So uh, this guy is putting together a bunch of his uh, drugs, and again, when you guys are going through, um, you see him putting in. It's probably a concoction of like eighty percent Radex, um, probably. 18 or so percent uh, mentats and then just a little bit like a few droplets of uh, jet is the speed one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Some like dirt just for extra flavor. Yeah. And like he he takes and when he takes this this drug again he's got uh, basically he's got this giant you know bowl full of Radex right and like Radex is probably the most common drug in the apocalypse. Everyone needs it to keep from becoming radiated. And when he, they pour in the uh, the mintats, it's just this, like steam. Like there's like a noise to it. It sizzles. It probably changes color a bit. It probably changed from this green to like this like darkish brown. Just puke I hundred percent watched this on Bill Nye when I was a kid. Like <laughs> this experiment is definitely something that I watched. Yeah. So yeah, it makes these noise, and then it probably like there are these like weird bubbles that come up. Um, and then he stirs it, stirs it, stirs it. It's probably a few minutes of this. And he's like, he like adds a little bit, stirs it in, adds a little bit, stirs it in until it, uh, you know, ends at this, like, again, just like nasty shit brown, right? Just this weird mix of this green and the, I think, bluish that the Mentats has. And then he takes um, this, like, a single syringe of what's clearly marked as jet. And he, like, you know, squirts it out to make sure, like, it's still there. And then he, like, drops, like, a little droplet in and... The react it's it reacts pretty strongly it like it probably like pops and then you know starts like you know like spoiling steaming and then he like quickly quickly stirs it stirs it stirs it to make it so it's not running over he's got uh, a bunch of things on the side of the bowl to make to catch any runoff because he's not exactly you know he hasn't done this a whole lot so he's like trying to make sure it doesn't fall off burn destroy his lab all these other weird things so he puts in a drop or two stir 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 Put in a drop or two, stir, 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 stir. And this whole system probably takes 10, 20 minutes for him to do. And after he's got it, um, it's gone from this brown to like this like lightish orange color. And it's very much like it's sort of like constantly bubbling, sizzling. And then he, he you know, takes a, a big old syringe and then draws in the liquid into it. And he looks up to you and like looks to Midge, looks to Sully. He doesn't really say anything. He just sort of like looks at you and like gives you a nod, like, okay. I, I, and like, he's let the procedure begin. Yeah. He's like kind of talking to himself, but like his like inner monologue is like, I got this. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. Yep. Let's do this. Begin phase one. And yeah, he, he walks up to this, uh, this thing. He puts the syringe, he like puts the syringe into the neck. And it's, it's, this is a pretty big syringe. This isn't one that you would want to have used on you because it's like the, one of those larger ones that just like not fun, a lot of pain. He sticks it in for elephants. Yeah, exactly. He sticks it in. And then as soon as he sticks it in, the creature like shakes again, like, and it's like growling. And like, there's a moment where he like, like, ah, wait, are we good? And like, he like, he backs up thinking that maybe the creature's going to break out. And he did like that initial, like, uh, cause he thinks he's going to get scratched a bit. Cause he's, you know, said he's had issues in the past with ferals. Well, the issue is, you know, various reactions. They weren't as good as Keith. Yeah. I think is really the 
But yeah, he's got the syringe in one hand and the other one is like holding the syringe onto uh, the ghoul. And during all this, are you guys standing back? Are you like standing next to it holding the ghoul? Or what What are you guys doing during all this? I think uh, Sully is standing back. You know, this is once again another cockamamie like meatbag thing. But yeah. uh, he's definitely got a laser rifle out because it's like he's in going... Case the thing, like, transforms in some yeah, way like you're it's like this is, this is the kind of shit that make glowing ones right like oh, they, but it's instead of removing it they're like well, let's add some chemicals and see what happens and then you know this creates some new fucked up radiated monster right? Feral yeah. death this cool. is this is a horrible idea and midge is here for it so i think she's just kind of like leaning up against the wall like next to sully like and, if she had popcorn she would be eating popcorn okay like, so yeah you're, you're you're really into this now initially you're like yeah. ah, let me just show this guy off but now you're like if this works, this is the, big, the greatest thing ever. You know, you're so like, this is, yeah. She's like, okay, so this is either it works and like this is the greatest thing ever, or this guy gets eaten by an irradiated. Uh, I guess now we have a pet ghoul named Keith. Pet ghoul uh, named Keith. Uh, so like this is yeah, this is now, great either way. You've got a pet ghoul named Keith that you then immediately hand over to a mad scientist to perform experiments on. So you may not want to call him your pet ghoul. I mean, we're not very good pet owners. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Loose but... acquaintance, Keith. Yeah, yeah. He's our, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, mild, like, he's like a pet rock. Like, we have some emotional investment, but, like, at the end of the day. Not that much. We know it's, we know it's not real. Okay. But uh, Midge is definitely like, this is going to be hilarious. Yeah, you're, you're, you're into this. No matter what happens, you're excited yeah. for it, whether it's good or bad. Okay. So I think, um... I think like the camera is like cut in two and we see your like anticipation. And then we've got the needle and the hand on this ghoul's neck and he depresses the plunger. It shoots the liquids in and, you know, suddenly like when that happens, this like orange, you can see a little bit of that orange reaction going into the body where it's like mm -hmm. going through whatever internal, I don't know if they still have veins or I don't know the inner workings of a ghoul, but you see this liquid go into Mostly him. Mush. Exactly. Yeah. It goes into him. It's sort of like, disperses and you know it starts very concentrated orange and then it disperses throughout and we're gonna find out next time next episode what oh happens shoot oh. keith what's happening so if it works down in the comment section yeah yeah <laughs> what's up with that what's up with what sorry sentience like oh yeah sentience so yeah, stay tuned. We'll be back next month for episode three of Demon and Fallout to find out what happens to Keith the Ghoul and our mad scientist friend. So yeah, see you guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Mr. Midwest. And don't worry, that feeling you're feeling right now, I feel it too. But anyway, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you about the music we used in today's episode. The song is called Lonesome Road by the group The Underscore Orchestra. Orchestra being spelled with a K. And make sure you check them out at their website, theunderscoreorchestra.com, or where we found them, freemusicarchive.org. And they are licensed under the share-alike, non-commercial license. So anyway, like I was saying, if you really want to show some love... Show some love to Des Moines and Dragons. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and if you're really feeling artsy, 
Why don't you submit some fan art while you're at it? All right, ladies and gentlemen, it has been your favorite DJ here in the middle of the frozen Midwest tundra. We'll catch you next time. Before you travel on, as every